I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's Boomer and Geo on the fan and the CBS Sports Network. For the Bill Ford Tough Studio, Boomer Esiason, Greg Giannotti, it's Boomer and Geo on the fans, simulcasts across the country on CBS Sports Network. And wherever you are on the free Odyssey app, good Monday morning. We were all back together again, but we're back from golfing globally in beautiful, warm weather. So we are excited for that. We got a Knicks win in double overtime over the Celtics last night. A deadline coming up tomorrow for Daniel Jones, Lamar Jackson, and others. And hopefully a resolution for the New York Jets and their quarterback situation this week. Please, for the love of God. Good morning, Boomer. Welcome back. How you doing? Man? Yeah, I'm doing great, man. And uh, just got back late last night, of course. And uh, what could go wrong with 84 degrees and sunshine and ocean breezes down in uh, the Dominican Republic playing golf? It just doesn't get much better than that. So it was a nice little respite. And uh, I had a great time. Did not win uh, much money. As a matter of fact, I lost a lot more money than I put into oh, the really? Oh, really? I don't like yeah. to hear oh, that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to really bore people with, you know, college stories and things of that nature. I just want to say that there there were two guys on our trip that, you know, came in with, you know, handicaps that probably don't really reflect oh. their game. And they would probably argue with me this morning, and I told them that I was going to call them out. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, for, you know, for a gentleman from, you know, a place called Winged Foot and a place called uh, Sleepy Hollow, mm-hmm. for all those people out there that know who I'm talking about, Goes by the name of Mikey K. I will not say his last name, but they all know who he is because they know him very well from the 19th hole at these local establishments. Okay. And Mikey K just came in and tore it up, man. He tore it up. Mm, sort of like Aaron Rodgers, you're saying the, the, the handicap number's a little fudged. Yeah, you got to wonder about that. You know, he comes in with an 11 handicap, you know, and he's striping the ball right down the middle, up and down, up yeah. and down. Plays a lot of golf down in Florida, mm-hmm. you know, what can I tell you? But, uh, yeah, Mikey K, uh, you know, won some Ray me, a former backup quarterback uh, and a kid that I played with down in uh, Maryland. Stan Stosh, we used to call him Stosh, I will not say his last name either. He showed up with a 10 and was telling me, and this is when you know that you have to really worry about the guys you're playing against. Yeah. And you, you'll learn this as you start Continue, playing more yeah. and more and more. Is that when they start telling you how bad that they have played like the previous couple weeks? Oh man, I've been yeah, oh goddamn! It's okay. <laughs> I shot a hundred, man. Oh, you know, and I broke you know broke ninety five seven times and everything else. And next thing you know, he's striping the ball down the middle, and and uh, you know dropping birdies on me. So yeah, I had a lot of birdies dropped on me by yeah. my buddies, Tough. Uh, and they enjoyed it. I think yeah. So I told them that I was going to take it out on them this morning from time to time. <laughs> so uh, Mikey K, I, I guarantee you, Mikey K is sleeping right now. I guarantee you, Stash is sleeping right now. I guarantee you, they're all sleeping right now. I'm not because I'm here because I'm excited because this is the week that the NFL really starts 
percolating. Yep. I know we're going to talk about the Knicks because last night that Nick game got me through a flight from hell from the DR. <laughs> but I will say that this uh, this now is when we should start getting answers as to where people are going to land, what the hell Aaron Rodgers is going to do, what the Jets are going to do for their quarterback situation, what are the Saints going to do, what are the Panthers going to do. Uh, you know, there are a lot of different things that need to be you know, kind of like wrapped up here relatively quickly because uh, March 15th, that's when the league year starts. And that's when teams and free agency and everything else is going to be going bonkers. Well, it's actually going to start prior to that, right? Because this is in March 13th, the well, tampering period, tampering. Which, which is technically free agency opening because all they do is just change the language and they say they will agree on terms or come to an agreement. It's not official until the league year starts, but it'll really be Monday. I, that's Monday, right? Uh, March 13th, a week from today. Yes. yes, 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 it is. Yeah, so, so a week year. from today, that's when that stuff's really going to get moving. But that doesn't mean that we don't find out about Aaron Rodgers or I think you gotta, Derek I, Carr. I think, this, I think we got. I, I think the Jets are sitting there going, "What are we doing here? Yeah. Let's go!" You know, right. come on, Aaron. You know, they're waiting for everybody's waiting for Aaron Rodgers to make some sort of decision. And honestly, you know, for the eighteen years and the three hundred million dollars that the Green Bay Packers have paid him. You know, uh, you know they, he owes them an answer. He's got to give them an answer. He's got to say, what, what do you want to do? Do you want to retire? Do you want to come back? Do you want to go play somewhere else? And like I told you two weeks ago, the compensa- compensation to acquire Aaron Rodgers is not going to be that difficult. It's not going to be that as much as everybody initially thought. I mean, because, you know, you're getting a 39-year-old quarterback. You don't know how committed he's going to be after at least one year. I think next year, wherever he goes, if he does play, he's going to want to go out there and be that MVP-type guy. He's not going to want to come in and disappoint people. And certainly, if he comes here to New York and he's the Jet quarterback, that's the last thing that he wants to do. You know, he wants to come here and lead the team to the playoffs, kind of like what Tom Brady did uh, for the Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers. Now, the other thing, too, is that on uh, March 15th of next week, that's the new league year. That's when that starts. And there's two things that really go on then. You could start signing contracts with free agents. But the other thing that teams could do is they can designate two of their contracts as post-June 1st cuts. So we'll know who teams are cutting and then retroactively attaching that June 2nd date to it. And that kind of spreads the money out and helps them navigate the, the salary yeah, gap. So, so silly. So a guy like uh, uh, Ezekiel Elliott for the Cowboys is going to be on that list. Mm-hmm. He's most likely going to get cut unless somehow he restructures his numbers down and takes less money to stay as a Dallas Cowboy. But that's probably unlikely. But there will be a whole bunch of guys that probably will hit that list as well. So there'll be, you know, and if a team really wants to do right by a guy, they'll make those cuts early. So that guy can get early into free agency and, and have a number of choices. Because teams are going to be moving relatively quickly, as we know. At least that's the history of free agency in the NFL. And then there comes a situation that by 4 o'clock tomorrow, another yes. uh, bunch of decisions. That's right. So made. that's the immediacy of this week. So, yes, next week's going to have a lot of free agency stuff. But this week, one thing we will know is whether or not the Giants are going to franchise tag Daniel Jones or not. Because that deadline is tomorrow at 4 p.m. Now, everything that you hear and the combine and everything that came out of the combine, by the way, what I tell you about Anthony Richardson? You're right. I said he was going to wow everybody at the combine. Yeah. And he, he absolutely did. He broke records. But anyway, uh, so 
it doesn't sound like they're close on a deal right now. Now, the reporting might be off from what is actually happening between Daniel Jones agents and Joe Shane. However, what it looks like to us is that Daniel Jones agents are walking him right into the franchise tag. That's what it looks like to me. And why would you want that for your client? Because now he's going to have to go out there and again improve on what he did last year in this essential contract year and, and then go for it again at the end of this year. Now, you bet on yourself. We've seen it work before in the NFL. Joe Flacco did it, was a Super Bowl MVP, got a huge deal back with the Ravens many years ago when he was a younger player. But if I'm the agent for Daniel Jones, you know, I wouldn't be throwing out 45, 46, 47 million dollars a year. I try to get him the longest deal possible with the much guaranteed money because this is a guy who's got a history of injury and could be down and out for nine weeks next year. You remember when I told you I thought that they were close on a contract extension? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then what happened after that? It completely fell apart. He well, changed agents. He fired his agents. Right, right, right. Yeah. So, you know, there was, there was truth to that. I'm just telling you. And then when you do, when a player does, when a player does what Daniel Jones did, that makes it that much more difficult for the team now to deal with the new agents. Because mm -hmm. the new agents want to make a splash. But ultimately, for all of us, whatever Daniel's contract is, let's say he does agree to a contract extension, we're all going to look at one number. And that one number is the amount of money that's guaranteed. You could sit here and tell me he's signing a five-year, $200 million contract. But if you're telling me they're giving him $85 million guarantee, that just tells me that the, the agency wants the $200 million number out there. Like, they negotiated this $200 million number. But Daniel Jones is still betting on himself over the next two years because after two years, the, 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 the team can get out from underneath it. Sure. I think the Giants want to pay Daniel Jones a certain amount of money for what he did this year. I really do. I think that they want to try to keep it somewhere between 32 to $37 million a year. And they want to spread it out over five years so they can have some flexibility to spend some money in free agency to help get some, you know, weapons around him to ease some of the stress that he had to go through in order to have the year that he had. So I do believe that that is the case for the Giants. The question is, what, what is, what are his agents telling him? Are they telling him, hey, look, you're the quarterback of the New York Giants, and this is the biggest media market in the world, and you should be paid, you know, commensurate with that, and it, you know, you should be $45 million a year. The Giants would be absolutely insane to give him that kind of money, especially if it has the long-term impact that the agents are going to want it to have on the freaking uh, the salary cap. So I would say... It's not good news if they franchise tag him because that number is a hard number yeah. for the salary cap. If they do give him a contract extension, then that number gets cut in half, essentially, by the way that the contract is written. What I think the agents are telling him and telling telling the Giants is that the salary cap number is going to go up. So if you pay him something like $35 million over the life of this contract per year, then that's going to look really, really cheap in a couple of years when the when the number goes way up. And guys like Joe Burrow are getting $50, $55 million. Right, he's not Joe Burrow. I know he's, he's not. not Joseph, but, but here's the other thing. That's too. what they're saying. I, but he's young enough that he could sign a contract and be like in the same situation as Derek Carr is right now. Yeah, true. And like, you know, Derek Carr was a guy that we all have a, a healthy amount of respect for. We all like him. Mm -hmm. We all respect him. We all think what went on there in, in Oakland and Las Vegas had such a profound negative effect on him, and yet he still fought through it and yet was really successful, and they had a crappy defense for years. You know, and even with Devontae Adams, you know, they just couldn't close the game in the fourth quarter. And there's a reason why Josh McDaniels doesn't want him. 
you know, and that's probably the reason because of those games that got away from them that he could not muster enough offense late in games in order to win. But that doesn't mean that he can't be a good player for somebody else like the Jets or the Saints or the Panthers. But, you know, for me, you know, with him and, and looking at what he's doing, that that's where Daniel Jones could be in four years from now. Like, he could be the guy that the Giants said, you know what, you've been a good player for us. We liked you. We paid you. But we got to move on. Yeah, now, that could be the case for the Giants four years from now, you know, taking a look, depending on how much they pay him and what he's capable of doing through the air, not on the ground. What, what I think the teams that are interested in Derek Carr want out of Derek Carr is to be Matthew Stafford, to go from that team where it wasn't working out, he was putting up some numbers, occasionally had a decent season, but then joins a team at this point in his career and is good enough to take a team that is stacked to a Super Bowl championship. And then get hurt and not play again. Well, I, mean, I don't know, but I'm just... True, but listen, that worked. You can't say it didn't. No, it did. They they, they, they won a Super Bowl, and if that happened with the Jets, my God. I mean, that would be the biggest story that we've had around here in, in decades. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't know if, I don't know if the Jets are as good as the Rams at that point. They you are, know, and but I, they're I, building I towards that. And I personally think that, you know... I, I really do admire Sean McVay. I really do. Yeah. As a, I think he's energy personified. He is the, he's the A-type personality that basically allowed Matthew Stafford just to play quarterback. You know, he, he was the guy. Yeah. Like, you know, so he was the face of that franchise. And then Matthew found the right guy and had a loaded offense. They had a loaded offensive line, wide receivers, everything, and a great defense, by the way. Yeah, I'm not saying it's completely comparable. It's not 100% apples to apples. But the teams that are interested in Carr, that's what they look at. That's the example that they look. Let's get him out of this organization where it wasn't working. We'll put him here. We'll surround him with a great team. And this guy can be good enough. To bring us to a Super Bowl. You know, the interesting person in this whole mix for the Jets and their quarterback situation is really Nathaniel Hackett, what he knows about Aaron Rodgers. They're, they're supposedly really close. Yeah. And, you know, he's got to know what's going on or at least have some inkling as to what Aaron wants to do. I don't necessarily know that he could speak to him personally. That would probably be tampering. That probably would be allowed. But, you know, I think if you're the Packers, you're like, come on, let's move on. Let's figure out what we're doing with Jordan Love. And let's let's make a deal quickly. I think the moment that Aaron Rodgers says he wants out is the moment that this thing is going to move re- relatively quickly. And then Aaron Rodgers and his agent are going to have to figure out how to modify his contract. So wherever he goes to play next year, he doesn't dwarf the salary cap into like, you know, playing with first and second year players. That's not what Aaron wants to do at the age of 39. I don't that it really can't be about that. $59 million guarantee that he has this year. Has to be more in the range of 30 to 35 and try to win with a team that feels like it's ready to win with all they need is that ingredient and that would be the Jets. So before you left for the Dominican Republic you sat here next to me and you said you believed that Aaron Rodgers was going to be a Jet. I still feel that way. You still feel that way this I morning? I still feel that way. Wow. Man. Even after all this time and he's disappeared, he hasn't even gone on the Max show. I, I, I kind of feel did that, that way. podcast after the. Did you hear any of that stuff, by the way? What's the that podcast he did after coming out of the darkness and talked about how his bowel movements were fresh and all of these things? I am so happy to hear that because I'm all about the bowel movements being fresh. <laughs> I'm telling you.
I know you, you know are. that. You know the how I am. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. You know, when I travel, sometimes you get backed up when you travel. Al, has that ever happened to you? That happens, sure. That did not happen to me on this trip. Oh, wow. Great. Metamucil probably, 100%. Right? Boom. That has to be it. You don't have to take the Metamucil challenge. I'm just telling you to take it. <laughs> <laughs> because it works. That's a challenge I think I could do. But, I, yeah, so I appreciate. Yeah, I heard that, and I was just thinking... It's good for him. I'm happy for him. <laughs> I'm happy for anybody has, you know, uh, the, the positivity of a bowel move. Yes, absolutely. And okay. My man, Joe G, stopped us right in the middle of a golf uh, round and had to go into. Really? Like the bathroom at the golf course. Wow. Oof. And this was not, I mean, like this was out of one of the uh, the halfway houses. Yeah. Like the side bathroom, you know. Yeah. Maybe go in there and take a tinkle or something like that. You can't be going in there and doing that. No, no, not, not in the middle of the He was in there for room. like, you know, 12 minutes. I'm yeah. like, you like the human rain delay out here. <laughs> I mean, we got to get moving. Let's go. Yeah, too much uh, Parmesan and Soprasada on the charcuterie board for Joe G. <laughs> <laughs> it's unbelievable. Yeah. Oh, so funny. I mean, really just hilarious. But, yeah. And I got to say, this the, that Nick game last night. And we will hear from Jerry in just a little bit. Right. He's going to have the details and we will talk about it because it was awesome. I want to talk about it because I, I have to say it, the flight from hell last night from coming back. Yeah, just uh, it, the, the amount of issues that I, I don't. I don't know if it's JetBlue. I don't know if it's ground well, crews. It's not I don't just know if it's blue, It's everybody. I, I don't know if it's the Port Authority. I don't know if it's the passengers. I don't know. What, I just sat in my seat for three and a half hours, didn't move, and thank God that Nick game was on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then and the guy, you know, the flight attendant on on the plane, mm -hmm. just kept interrupting the freaking game. Oh yeah! You know, every time they give you those PA mm -hmm. announcements, stops it, it. Stops it. You got to listen to something. What the hell's going on? I'm like, All right, I know I'm coming to New York. Fine, <laughs> just shut up and let me watch the game. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and uh, there was a woman, very nice woman, sitting next to me, and I, she actually got into the game. I think. Oh really? Yeah, because she was she was looking at my screen. She wasn't even paying attention to her screen. And, and I I don't know if she was a Nick fan or not, but. The fact of the matter is, is that for all of us on that freaking plane, having to be diverted to Terminal 4 at JFK after freaking 10 o'clock, getting on a freaking bus, freezing outside, and having to go to immigration, what are you doing? It doesn't make any sense. It's like, you know, it's like, it was like our offense under Richie Kotai, yeah, for well, God's sake, last night. What happened to Air Cinderella? Oh, no, he stayed down there. Oh, okay. All right. Now I get it. Now I understand. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hi, Boomer and Gio on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Boomer back with us this week. Jerry's got the update from last night with the Knicks and everything else. Good morning, Jerry. What's happening? Good morning. Brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com and by Jack Pocket. Play official state lottery games on your phone with Jack Pocket. Knicks Celtics. So on Friday night, the Celtics blow a big lead to the Nets of all teams and lose at home. Last night, they're up 14 on the Knicks. And lose yet again. Manuel quickly deep on the left side against Marcus Smart. Quickly steps to his right, launches a three, and drills it. Boy, they didn't give him much, but he took it. Yeah, he was taking a lot last night. That was Celtics Radio with the call. Emmanuel quickly had himself a night. He played a whopping 55 minutes, scored a career-high 38 points. Knicks in double overtime. Win in Boston, 131-129. That's nine straight for New York. Now, was there a happier guy in that court, Jerry, than Emmanuel quickly Should last been. night? Man, he was smiling ear to ear. The longer the game went on, the more energy he had. And uh, really, you know what? I guess now we've, we're finally seeing the, the true personality of a kid that has grown up. And, you know, we're all, we've all been saying, keep him, don't trade him, don't trade him. And last night, I hopefully validated that. Yeah, well, sometimes in the NBA, it's about opportunity. And he's continued to get more of it. And when Brunson's out, he gets a lot of it. And look what he did. You know, I have to say, like I told you, I was watching this game on the plane last night. And when Julius Randle went back in the game with like six minutes to go or whatever, there were like seven out of eight possessions where he did something completely buffoon. Buffoon. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the last possession in regulation. I, I mean, like, and I know that he's had a great year and it's not the Julius Randle of two years ago. It's a new guy and he's different. I mean, but you talk about a lack of awareness. It's like the three times that the Celtics came and doubled them. I'm like, hey, hey Dipito, tell him. Tell him to give it to somebody else, please. I mean, between fouls, throwing the ball yeah. away, getting it stolen, taking bad shots. And I felt like there was a point in this game in the last four minutes where they kept going to him in like ISO land. And I'm like, wait, they've been moving, you know, and they had Josh Hart mic'd up. And Josh Hart's going, come on, guys, we've got to keep moving. We've got to keep moving. And I'm like, that's the guy that, that Josh Hart has been unbelievable. Yeah, and I don't think that's the coach. I think Randall gets in that zone sometimes. And he's like, I'm going to take over because I'm a star, especially when Brunson isn't there it's last It's so night. ridiculous. I mean, I felt like, you know, quickly was deferring to him. But again, it's got to be called from the bench. It has to be. And then when they finally got away from that, you know, then all of a sudden now quickly can make those you know jumpers in the lane or dish it off to Josh Hart, who hits another huge three-pointer last night. I mean, at the end of the day, they won the game, and they've won nine in a row, which is great. And they're fun to watch. Oh, yeah. And uh, and, and winning without Jalen was, was really important. It was great for the growth of uh, Emmanuel Quickly. So 38 from Quickly, 31 from Randall, whether you liked it or not. And then Barrett, R.J. Barrett, had 29. Here was Tibbs. He loves himself some Emmanuel Quickly. Quickly's my guy. So <laughs> you celebrate your team. You celebrate winning. Those are the things that you celebrate. And Quickly was on ESPN after the game. So how'd you get this done tonight? My teammates did a great job. Get me in place where I can be successful. Uh, I'm really proud of my team. Double overtime against a really good team. So uh, you can't ask for nothing better on a Sunday. Now, I think he said that on a Sunday because he started the clip by saying, 
uh, God is good, all the glory to him. Oh, okay. And then at the end, he said, nothing better on a Sunday. I, I suppose that's what he meant. So nine in a row for the Knicks, 39 and 27 now on the season. As for the Nets, they had a monster first quarter from Mikael Bridges, and they beat the Hornets. Nine seconds to go in this first quarter. It is Bridges. Shoulder down, driving, pulling up, putting it through! Nine for nine. Mikael Bridges has 19. He just can't miss. And that was Bob Usler with the call on the fan. They're still playing basketball over there? Yeah, they won oh. back-to-back games, actually. Oh. How, about How many that? people showed up at that game? Uh, I don't know, 14,000, 15,000? How many is it old? Just got to dig, don't you? Dig, dig, <laughs> dig. How many, how many, how many is the Barclays going to hold? I'm going to be like Eddie when the Yankees get eliminated. Yeah. I'm going to have Nick Elimination Day. It's going to be Nick awesome. Elimination and more than that, when the Rangers get eliminated, I'm going to have a parade through right. the newsroom. <laughs> We've had I'm a gonna take Elimination a Day already like 16 times in the last three years. A little chance. 1994. I don't want to play. I want to go. I just want to go to the 1994. bank. <laughs> it's like 30 years ago now. Man, it's a long was time. was the last Nets championship? You spent a half a billion dollars the last three years, and what do you got? For it. Nothing. nothing. The same as they had before Ugats! they spent it. As nothing. They say, Jerry. Ugats! Nothing. Uh, here was Nick Claxton on Bridges night. He wound up going for 33. He's been solid. He's been more than solid. He's been phenomenal for us um, since we've got him. And, you know, he's got to keep building off of that. He's a great two-way player. Spencer Dinwiddie had 24 and Cam Johnson 11 and 10. Meantime, uh, a couple of guys that used to be on the Nets. One guy got paid to not play for a long time. Another guy was just a pain in the ass. They went head to head, and the Suns wound they, up beating they both the Mavericks. Did yelling directions from the sideline. Here's a bounce pass from Durant to Ish Wainwright. KD gets it back with seven to shoot. Penetrates with a left hand dribble. Stops from 15 and knocks it down on the left side. What a big shot for KD to put the Suns up to 128, 126. Timeout Mavericks with 11 seconds left to go. And that was Suns radio. One star players do right there. They take the game over. And they win the game for their team. As he did many mm. times for the Mets. We can't get true. a guy like that here in New York. Well, you can't with the Knicks because no one wants to play here, apparently. <laughs> and then Jalen Brunson wants to play here. Yes, Josh Hart wants an extension. He wants to play here. And he's quickly becoming a player like yeah, that. That right, is very yeah. true. I mean, I can't root for those guys oh, on those teams. On, I'm sorry. I I'm with you. I can't do that. I mean, I know that it would rub it in the Nets fans' face, but they've gotten so much rubbed in their face already. I, those guys as individuals, I don't want to have them have success. I don't want them to see him in the finals. I don't want to see him do anything positive. You so. know, it doesn't have anything to do with the net fan himself, all five of you. But it's it really just the the, the decision making by the shovel. Apparently, so <laughs> the defense. The the the, uh, the thinking uh, these up on JetBlue last night. <laughs> oh man, I was thinking. I was like, man, I'll tell you what. Sean Marks really screwed this whole thing up. He took a shot. Yeah, he took a shot. The right, same right? way you would have wanted the Knicks to take a shot. Took a shot in the butt is where he took it. Bruins reload. High slot. Krejci to the right circle. McAvoy far side. They score. Jerry, that's Saturday. That sucks, huh? I mean, come on. <laughs> You're, yes, that was you know, Rangers, Rangers are, you know, a little practice this week. They'll be fine. Got the Canadians coming up. We'll take care of them. And next thing you know, Patrick Kane will look like he wants to be here. Here was uh, Devin Booker as he got into it with Luca. Marshan to the far oh, hash. He'll push it behind the net. Catches up to it far corner. The Bergeron shoots. He scores! Bergeron standing in his office just inside. 
Best team in hockey, yeah. right there. Right there, <laughs> they are. I, I will tell you, they way. are the best team in hockey. Yeah, by a tough long to way. beat them. Yeah, it's going to be tough to beat them, but don't have to worry about them for a while. You got to worry about the devil. Here was and Booker. Dawson Mercer. That kid is on fire, Jerry. Yes, here was Booker for real. Um, got into it with Luca at the end. Yeah, I mean, I was talking to the ref. He said something to me the first. I responded. You know, you guys say you don't want everybody to be friendly. Friendly. There you go. We got, you know, we got, we got some smoke. We got smoke. We got smoke. I, I could. Doesn't look like, like much smoke. Although no. Luca did miss there did at you, the did end. Did you see uh, Kevin Durant elbow Luca right in the face? I did not see that. No. Yeah, look, that's what it looked like to me. Hmm. How about that? Uh, Grizzlies suspended John ja Moran two games. He's had quite the uh, last month for posting on social media with a gun. Here was his head coach, Taylor Jenkins. Very tough moment, uh, for sure. Um, you know, I think the focus right now is Josh taking on the responsibility to really get the help he needs to get into a better place, uh, generally speaking, but also on the flip side, uh, to be in a better place to, you know, embrace the responsibilities and expectations as a member. What what is the NBA doing? The NBA should suspend him for the rest of the season, sit him down, talk to him, get him the help that he needs. You see a lot of uh, ex-athletes out there on Twitter, you know, basically telling him to get rid of his friends that are uh, enabling this kind of activity and this kind of behavior. And, you know, this kid is sitting on a half a billion dollars. What are you doing? Yeah. I mean, you got to get your act together, son. And the NBA should be suspending him. You, you want an NBA player in a strip club holding a gun. Well, this was right after that Washington Post article that detailed some of the stuff that happened to him over the last several months. One story we knew, another one we did not about the mall and beating up a security guard or whatever. And a teenager. Yes, and the 17-year-old at his house. And then he decides, let me live stream or get on somebody's live stream from inside a strip club and show a gun on the live stream like three days after that article comes out. Good luck for the NBA and the Memphis wow. Grizzlies. I would just, you know, Adam Silver's just got to step in. So we can't have this. You cannot have, you know, the amount of people that John Morant probably impacts. Yeah. Whether he likes it or not, he is a role model to so many young kids. Both black, white, brown, whatever color, it doesn't matter. There are so many people that love him as a basketball player, want to be like him as a basketball player. And they're going to want to live their lives like he lives his life off the off the court. And I mean, like, you got to, the NBA's got to do something here. And this was also, you know, what was it, a couple weeks ago with the laser pointers yeah. on the coaching I feel like staff. that's where it really all started. Well, yeah. the, I also, well, there was also the fight between them and uh, who? Uh, and uh, Shannon Sharp. Yeah, but John wasn't, that was his dad that was involved with that. <laughs> okay. And Dylan Brooks. But I'm just saying, John Moran himself wasn't involved in that. But, look, yeah. two, he's taken two-day games off to work on some issues. It's got to be more. There's been like four or five incidents here over the last two months. Yeah, I mean, especially back to the summer. You go back to the summer, we're talking about at least five. Yeah, enough for it. I'm like, he really needs to somebody. I mean, I don't know who is it. Is it Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? Is it Steph Curry? Is it is there somebody out there that can get through to this kid? All right, sit down, Ja. All right, listen. You know, he had the gun on the strip club. Not a good idea. Okay, so I remember at the height of Mike and the Mad Dog, we used to go, you know, occasionally bring all guns to the strip clubs. And then, you know, Charlie used to say not a good idea. And I didn't really listen to him, but, you know, he was right about that one. So, okay. 
<laughs> yeah, okay. So somebody needs to talk to the young man. Yes, for sure. <laughs> uh, spring baseball, Mets beat the Cardinals. Home runs for Francisco Lindor and Pete Alonso, both headed to the WBC, but Jose Quintana is not. He experienced left side tightness after throwing an inning. He will left undergo side tightness left now? Left side tightness. Didn't Tommy Keenly get hurt? MRI. Too? He's got like yes. a shoulder. Yes, they're going to shut him down for 10 days, the Yankees. Yep, mm-hmm. pretty much. We have. Left side tightness. Left side tightness. Are they talking about like rib tightness? A no. Left side. Tightness. It's oblique. It's the, that's left what it is. It's tightness. the new thing. Would you call Jacob deGrom? Ask him about side tightness. Yeah, he's the king of side tightness. He knows side a, tightness. a lot about tightness. Have you ever had side tightness? That's one thing I have not had. Of all the muscle injuries I have had, side tightness is something I have not had. I'll tell you what, man. Sitting in that freaking seat last night... I had like like an ass tightness. You had ass tightness. I you know cause I couldn't move. I was jammed in up against the you know up against the window. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, then I'm, and then I got to ask these two people to get up. <laughs> no chance. You know, and I'm like, I, I'm not doing this. I, I, I'm just going to sit here. I'm going to be annoyed watching the Knicks throw the ball to Julius Randle play one on one basketball again. Did you see by the bathroom? Uh, I was up front. I was it was up. It was good. So because I got onto the second bus earlier, <laughs> and everybody else did. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, testing today for Quintana. Yankees beat the Braves. Carlos Rodon, however, uh, allows five runs over two innings. Yankees Pirates tonight. The agent for Jets offensive tackle Dwayne Brown says he will return next season. So you have that. And you mentioned the Devils. They did win. Took over. They blew a two-goal lead, but they uh, they do win in overtime. Up ahead for Heischer. Two-on-one if he hustles with Hollow. Heischer across the line. Stafford score! Overtime game winner for the captain, Nico Heischer. And the Devils win 5-4. to four. Now, I, don't, I didn't listen to this game, obviously. Big fan. I don't uh, know if Ch- I was doing a game. Oh, what sorry. is with you today? I don't know. Go back to the DR. Um, <laughs> that's that's the problem. Freezing, it's dark. Yeah. I, I don't no know. Sleep. The last uh. handful of games, maybe he hasn't been there. Chico's not been the same. If he is there, maybe. Chico's been fired up with these goals. Yeah. Remember the last few we've played? Yeah. Wow. Woo. So perhaps he's not been there. I don't know. But Matt Lachlan on Devil's Radio, they win five. You, you know what? The all- hottest player for them has been Dawson Mercer. He has been on fire. On fire. Get ready, it's going to be Devils Rangers first round, man. Here was Timo Meyer. He scored the first goal for New Jersey, his first goal as a Devil. Uh, I can't really think that quick, so I was uh, just excited. And, uh, yeah, that's kind of the the feeling I had, definitely uh, excitement. But also, uh, yeah, it's nice to get out of So he scores, Damon Severson scores, couple for Boquist. And you know who's red hot is Dawson Mercer as well. As the Devils win 5-4, they're 41-15-6, nowhere near what the Bruins are. A pretty damn good in their own right. What a year, though. A great year. Absolutely a great year. No question about it. Between the Bruins, the Hurricanes, and the Devils. I mean, and then come maybe the Rangers and Toronto and and Tampa Bay. I mean, it's... Not only that, Boomer, if you go, and I would have to look at this quickly, they had a stretch where they lost, I think it was seven straight. Yeah. yeah. And when you look at their record, you take those out, it's been pretty damn good. Every team goes through a lull for whatever reason. And the Rangers had their lull earlier in the year, but now they're having, they're in the midst of another one and that's because of all the crap that's been going on around him and it started with that crap hit by uh tj oshi on ryan lingren and then after that came the spitting incident with keandre miller then the trade and playing shorthand because of the cap stupid and then you got the <laughs> you got the nhl you know safety operations well, i don't know what these people are looking at tyler model almost has his head taken off Boomer's back. Yeah, sounds like excuses to me. You know what? We're, we're getting ready for the playoffs, boys. All right, buckle up. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. I'm Boomer GL on the fan and CBS Sports Network. We sold out our live show Friday, April 7th. Boomer and Geo Live is going to be happening at White Eagle Hall in Jersey City, but you keep listening for your chance to win tickets over the next couple of weeks. Of course, a portion of the proceeds is going to benefit the Boomer Size and Foundation. Boomer and Geo Live brought to you by Duncan, the official coffee of the Boomer and Geo show. Flag and Anthem, real clothes for real life. Winners Brothers Waste Removal, serving Long Island for more than 70 years. And C4 Energy, the energy you can feel. And at 9 a.m. this morning, the band that will be playing at Boomer and Geo Live that we did not think we were going to be able to secure because they are so popular on social media. Over a million followers on Instagram. Adam and the Metal Hawks will be in here doing their thing. Oh, it's going to be unbelievable. They are they're unreal on Instagram. I mean, they the are. stuff that they do just like in the parking garage or in an apartment and they're just banging on the refrigerator <laughs> and putting, using the faucet. I can tell you somebody needs a new apartment. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> and they should have a new apartment. Yeah, right. I mean, I, but you know what? They're out of their minds, which they is are. great, which is going to bring a lot of energy. We're going to bring energy anyway. Our fans are going to bring energy. Of course. But it's going to be a great night. And it's going to be tremendous. And they all up in your crap like you have no idea, man. <laughs> Listen, because I know you. I know what's going to happen. What do you mean you, you know, know what's going to happen? You're going to be a few tequilas in, and you're just going to be, like, ripping and roaring. roaring. Yeah. I mean, I hope so. Yeah, I think I, you know, think I, I hope so. I know so. Yeah, I mean, and I think you will be as well. I think that we're both going to be ripping and roaring at that point. I mean, you know, I'm starting the, the show with a C4, and then I'm just going to keep going and going and going. It's going to be tremendous. And I, if I, I start with a C4, I won't be able to shut up. Well, yes, but that, that's act, that'll be a good thing for the live show, oh, right? boy. Yeah. You a little worried about yourself going off the deep end there? Start with a C4 and then end with a couple Casamigos. There's, there's no telling what may happen. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that you would probably at some point be offering people large amounts of cash to do ridiculous things. Like that, I think, like, 
Like with an hour into the show, you're just like, here, thousand dollars to do this, thousand dollars to do that. <laughs> That's what I'm picturing uh, for this live show. Uh, but it'll be, yes, it's uh, sold out, but. And you weren't here last week. We were doing the tickets, but they sold out like immediately, which was just awesome to see. But it'll be a Friday, April 7th, and we're going to give you an opportunity uh, to win tickets in the next couple of weeks. And the the band, the entertainment, Adam and the Metal Hawks are going to be joining us in studio at 9 a.m. so we can get a, a taste of how tremendous they are. Yeah, unfortunately, you know, down at the DR, it's hard to get you guys, although the Odyssey app does work down there. Yeah, so, yeah. so I was checking you guys out a little bit and everything. Oh, a couple of people on Twitter did reach out to me, and they said that we should invite Danielle and Travis. Oh, yeah, sure. I right? mean, I think we should invite them as our guests. I mean, and now Danielle and Travis, for people who don't know, are the couple who got involved with Eddie Brown, the picks jockey, and tried to help him, but then he ended up treating them horribly, and then they had to drop them. Right, so people are reaching out saying, you know, there should be, Danielle and Travis should be at the show. Yes, because our fan, you know, our the group of people that are coming are all going to know who they are. Yeah, what they've tried to do. I mean, like they got to be up for Pulse of the People Award. Yeah, I would think so. And by the way, no. did that GoFundMe? Have you talked to Danielle at all uh, off the air the last couple of days or no? I did not because I wanted to see what we were really doing and all that stuff. Because, oh, so yeah. no follow through. No, no, no. Okay. Well, no, you weren't here. You weren't here to make a decision. I didn't set this right. nonsense up. I don't not making any decisions without everyone here. I, I, I agree. I agree with that. I just didn't know if she had reached out to you about she did, anything. But I told her. I, I don't know what okay. you want me to do. Here. All right. So yeah, well, <laughs> I don't. I don't. I'm not making any decisions. That you are I didn't. liaison. I would You're love to make to be a decision. Liaisoning things and handling. I, well, listen. If you want to handle, I wouldn't have said it had done anything with this clown in the first place. But we did, and I don't want to undo stuff unless. The people who helped set it up are all involved in what we're doing. And that wasn't possible last week. Thank you. <laughs> I told Al he should have taken today off. <laughs> I was trying to get him to take today off. What? He had a rough week last week. Oh, he did? Very rough week. You had a rough week? What happened, Very Bates? rough week. He's still dealing with it now as well. Oh, oh just, yeah, yeah, oh, just uh, is Whimsy okay? She's still, yeah, she's just urinating all over the house now because of the medicine she's on. I don't oh, know yeah. what's going on with these dogs. Get a doggy Listen. diaper. Yeah, I have thought of that. Yeah, I've seen dogs in diapers. Yeah. Not the size of Whimsy, but I have seen I dogs. Mean, that would make an interesting Instagram story. Hear what I'm doing now. I'm putting a diaper on my dog. I think she would pull it right off. Don't these dogs just pull diapers off? Nah, see, I don't know. I mean, maybe she would. I've seen smaller dogs. So there was a dog where there still is. He's he's very old. The, not the naked sister-in-law, the younger sister-in-law. When she comes up from Florida, she brings this um, miniature pincher. And he just, he'll urinate all over the house. Things not properly trained. This dog is just the worst. So she'll put the diaper on him when she's when that dog's at our house. And he doesn't rip it off. He just walks around and he's used to it. So he's I don't in the know, diaper. Whim yeah. Whimsy may not be used to it. That's yeah. tough, man. So uh, how long is this going to go on for? I don't know. I'm going to see the vet tomorrow. We'll figure out what's going on. So that's that was that the rough part? Of yeah, it was, he was not okay. getting as much sleep. He was going home. He was smelling like uh, urine and the carpets and everything. And yeah, it just was sleeping. That's the problem. Yeah, exactly. He has to get up at 2.30 and walk her and all that stuff. So I've uh, always done that. This is the go to bed at 8, get up at 9 to walk her. Right, because she has thirty to walk her. Yeah, because she's... She's drinking all this water because they put her on prednisone. Right, and you you weren't even thinking that this would be an issue no. when they first gave you all the pills and no. diagnosed and the MRI and all and that. Like Gio said, I've set myself up so that I have no issues ever. 
Oh, you so have a lot of really issues. You just don't a, see them. This is really throwing a loop into my system. <laughs> yeah, it'll it'll end. It'll end soon, and then they go right back to normal. With as long as you're off, she's off the prednisone, then she'll be fine. So this, you know, because I obviously do follow you on Twitter, and I find you to be very interesting. Thank you. Um, but I also noticed that this past weekend you were extremely short with people. Yes, and I just get. ripping into people. Yeah. So I want the people out there to know. This is because Al's dog, Whimsy, is peeing all over his uh, apartment, <laughs> and he has no way of handling it at the moment. So if you really want to get under his skin and get him to react back to you, um, this now is the time. time. Yeah. yeah, now is the time. Yes, this and is I the, welcome it. Yeah, this is it. He does. He loves it. That's his outlet. You know, that's the thing he sort of enjoys. Look at yeah. little Whimsy. I know. And they did the little fade from Whimsy into Al, Al there, yeah, CBS Sports Network. <laughs> it looked a little... I mean, come on, Al. He's doing everything he needs to do. This, right. Okay. Like, he may not, he's not enjoying it. So this is the thing that bothers me about people that will, like, get on Al about whimsy. He's doing everything he needs to do. He's just complaining about it. Correct. He's not letting her suffer. He's getting all the meds. He's walking her. He's taking care. He's doing everything he needs to do. It's just annoying him. Yeah. I kiss her face and go, how's my whimsy girl doing? Oh, oh is that story girl? still up? I wanted to get that. He, the, his dog voice. I'd never heard Al's dog voice before. He has a dog voice? He has a dog voice, yes. Oh, God, is it still up, Al, or did it go away? i got to find it. Look. Al's boring life. Let's see Al's here. boring life. He's got a dog voice now. He does have a... Nah, it's not up still. Damn it. Oh, I wanted to save that. He has... I never heard Al's dog voice. He's completely... You know everybody's got a dog. you got a dog voice, probably, right? What's going on there? Look at it. You know, they <laughs> grab the ears. So you, that's probably your dog voice, like gruff. <laughs> but Al had this dog voice... And now it's gone because it was on an Instagram story. So how's my whimsy girl doing today? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. But right. it was even more pronounced. <laughs> it's like a little Eddie Scazzeri was in there. <laughs> well, Eddie's rubbing off on him. <laughs> oh, I wanted to record. You know, you can record, like, screen record stuff. I wanted to do that, and I just got busy, and I forgot. I was like, oh, we got to play this on Monday. I think when you screen record stuff, it doesn't take the sound. I thought it did. I don't think so. Oh. Well, then I couldn't have done that anyway. But anyway, next time you do that dog voice, I am grabbing that thing. I am recording that, and we're going to have that forever. I never thought Al was going to be a dog voice guy. So you'll go to bed tomorrow, and you'll have uh, a little bit more of a definitive answer, you think? Yeah, I think so. I hope so. Does she seem like she's feeling any better? Is she yeah, still she, drooping with her neck? Yeah, she was feeling better the first, like, two days. Now she's back to, like, as if I never give her any medication. <sighs> Screaming and Screaming. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Screaming again? Um. <laughs> oh, God. Man, that's that's rough. That is rough. <laughs> yeah, it is. This is not good. And this had nothing to do with you going away to Arizona. This that's just what they claim. It's a weird coincidence. Yeah, I know. Oh, like separation anxiety, that type no, of thing? No, just or? that she was more active, I guess, playing with other dogs and other greyhounds because Whimsy went to a greyhound. And that's how she got hurt, yeah. That's that's what Al's theory is, but right. they're saying no. But he's not buying it. Because well, I mean, like, you went away, she was fine, you came home, and she's screaming. Yeah, I feel like I went away, I had a spry young dog. I have, like, an old lady now. <laughs> Barely can make it up the steps. <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> oh, poor whimsy now, girl. If you pick her up, does that hurt her? No. No. But she's 65 pounds. I can't really lift her. That, yeah, I mean, it's, it's tough for you. If right. I'm desperate, I can, but. Right, that's 10 pounds heavier than Al. 
Yes. <laughs> I just pictured Wimsy with a little pause around Al, carrying Al up the steps. By the way, speaking of weight, did you see, like, your guy Anthony Richardson? Yeah. So he's 235 pounds. I mean, this kid, and he flies and he jumps 4'4", four, four, over 40-inch vertical. He broke records. Broad jump. Mm-hmm. I mean, all these things are important. I mean, I, you know, people make fun of the combine and all the different measurables and everything. I mean, even if you didn't play him as a quarterback, like right at the beginning, although I'm sure his mindset is that he's a quarterback, like yeah, all absolutely. of us have that same mindset. Yeah. Look at look at him. Not, I mean, listen, you don't need to tell me. End. He could be a starting tight end tomorrow. You don't need to tell me. I told you that this guy was going to wow people at the combine, and everybody's going to start talking about him because he was going to jump off the page talent wise. I mean, and he did. So we'll we'll see. I mean, this this is a record here for someone that. That I mean, size. it is it is ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, I have to put my combine numbers up against his. <laughs> I don't think there's any. I don't even think I'm remotely in the ballpark. Oh, he probably showed. He probably went to like a steak dinner the night before, had a couple of drinks. Drinks and, and no, actually, the night before we had our Maryland awards banquet in on a Friday. I think it was a Friday night. Yeah, maybe it was a Saturday night, and then we flew down Sunday. And yeah, I was hungover. There was no question. <laughs> I knew you would be. That's just perfect. <laughs> and I was screaming, yelling, and barking at everybody. Yep. You know me. Those were the days. Yeah. But you ended up in the right place when it was all said and done. I just cannot. I mean, his, his, uh, it, it's almost like he's Superman. Yeah. I, I know, man. I, I, there, there, there are guys that, you know, come through that, that combine that just blow everybody away. And this kid, did exactly that, and maybe I don't know. Maybe most impressive combine ever by anybody. It's it's up there. I mean, you he broke two records. I mean, when was the last time someone broke two records? You know, he did it with the vertical jump and the long jump. But look how he looks too. I mean, he just looks cut and he's ripped. And you know, when you watch some of those highlights of Florida, you know. You're like, wow, he's running away from defensive backs. I know. I know. It's scary, man. This is a guy that I would I would absolutely love if my team drafted with the right coach. With the right coach. He needs the right coach. And and the, the a great offensive mind takes him and could turn him into the next big thing. But I don't I, I you can't put him out there like right away. No, 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 no. No, no, no. No, I agree. Comedy Alive, the Bill Ford Talk Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. 8 a.m. hour giving away Adam Sandler tickets at Prudential Center. And at 9 a.m., Adam and the Metal Hawks are going to join us. And they're going to have some fun in the studio. A million Instagram followers because they're so fun just playing and having now. a great time. Yeah, a million and one now you're in. Yeah, I'm in. I'm all sucked in right now. <laughs> right, of course. So these guys are unbelievable. They're pretty, they're, they're hilarious, but they're also incredibly talented yeah and it makes you think too like why aren't they more popular like why i mean they're popular on social media but they, they should be making millions these but guys, I, that i am y2 group yeah, yeah yeah that is always you know they doing all these covers and everything they're great yep and they are popular they they do have a, the instagram followers they do have the youtube channel and things of that nature but i guess that's the world that these folks live in nowadays sure and hopefully they're monetizing it but they will uh, be with us this morning at 9 a.m to do their thing so you know before this nick game last night yep and what a game it was nine game winning streak now i don't know you gotta buy in we gotta buy in you got you have to I mean, anything's possible. I, you know, listen. When you get to to these playoffs, and the same thing I would say for the Rangers, you know, I'm all, I'm all in. 
you know, they're they're hitting a little skid right now. We got to make sure that our man Patrick Kane is happy and he feels like he's a part of the team and practice will help. And they won't hit the ice again until Thursday, so things will calm down around them and hopefully they'll have a full roster to be able to play with and everybody can keep their head on their shoulders. Um, but the thing about like the Knicks, you know, and getting into them and 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 just trying to believe that they can beat a team like Milwaukee. Or beat a team. Well, that's a different discussion. Well, I understand. I understand it, but I want to say, how about beating the Cavs first? A a nine-game winning streak, Mm -hmm. and without Jalen last night, that and and with Quickly's impressive performance, but I think like Josh Hart has been kind of like the galvanizing guy, Mm -hmm. and listening to him mic'd up last night, it's just great to hear that kind of stuff. And the way that he plays defense, I mean, he legitimately plays defense. He legitimately is in your face, kind of like how R.J. Barrett was playing it last year. But I thought R.J. played well last night. He did. And right now, if you think about what's going on with Zion Williamson and John Moran, R.J. Barrett (laughs) looks like, you know, the king. And I understand he hasn't matured as much as we would like him to. But with those other two guys and what they're going through, and hopefully Ja figures it out because he could be one of the bright superstars in the game. And was. He already is. And was. But now he's hitting this this patch here. But, but yeah, I, I think. So I'm all in on the fact that they are. This regular season is fun and it's awesome and we're locked into games like last night and beating the Heat in the way that they did and double overtime against the Celtics without Jalen Brunson. But, you know, how far are they capable of going is still in my head. I'm sorry because a couple years ago I was all in on them and then I thought that they were going to beat the Hawks in five games and they lost in five games. They didn't have Jalen Brunson. They didn't have Josh Hart. I mean, you're talking about you have like you have a legitimate point guard who I think Emmanuel quickly is learning from, and he may get six man of the year, or he'll be up for six man of the year. Emmanuel will, but you know he's learning from Jalen Brunson, watching how a real point guard manages a game and controls a game. And the nice thing about Emmanuel quickly's game last night: one turnover, one turnover. Yeah, and the amount of time that he was on the court, and the amount of time the ball was in his hands. I mean, and the way that he was directing traffic and like moving guys out of the way late in the game and then taking a ball to the hoop, that little, uh, you know, that, that patented kind of floating jump or, you know, what do you call that kind of, pl- uh, you know, it's like a floating jumper. Yeah. And then he also had the dunk, uh, when they all cleared it out for him, he went, go run, went right around smart and went up and dunked it. I mean, this is the kind of thing that, they were hoping to see more at Kentucky. Remember I told you my buddy sure. yep. said they were hoping that he was going to come back and maybe he did come out a little bit early and he was a little bit uh, immature, but he was also on a team that wasn't great. But now he's starting to find his game, and I think a lot of that has to do with the the presence of Jalen Brunson. He's the adult in the room that basically settled everybody down. So is this team still, though, on a collision course to lose in the first round to a team that's got the player on it that we wanted the entire offseason? No, Jalen Brunson is not going to let that happen. I don't think Josh Hart's going to let that happen either. I, I really don't. I mean, they might play their asses off and still not be good enough. No, I, no, I think they will. I think they are good enough to win at least the first round. I, you know, especially the after Cavs a nine-game nine win streak. The Cavs are good, man. I, I'm not saying that they're not. They're all, all these teams are good. Well, there are some teams that are great. Uh, and the Knicks are one of these really good teams. And these two additions, I have to say, have made a major, major impact. Major impact. And for all the years that we've sat here, it just absolutely railed against what the Knicks have done. Uh, number one, they got the right guy, right now at least, with uh, with RJ instead of Zion and John Morant because of what those guys are going through. Yeah, The injuries and then the off-the-field nonsense with John Morant. And, and RJ has been a, uh, you know... 
really a, a very good Nick. Not a great Nick, but a very good Nick. And I know other people around here don't like him and all that other stuff. I'm like, like hey, you know what? Give me a guy that wants to work hard. Give me a guy that's going to show up every day. He's not going to bitch and complain if he doesn't get the last shot in the game. Uh, and it's going to be a great teammate. That's what you got in R.J. Barrett. That's what you have. Sure. I mean, nobody's knocking him for any of that stuff. Oh, they I, just I, want him to be, they want him to shoot better. I mean, and that's not really asking a whole heck of a lot a little bit when you're a shooting guard, the third overall pick in the draft. That's all. I mean, yeah. nobody's knocking his personality, his work ethic, a teammate, and all that stuff. I want, I, I believe me, it's, he's a great kid. He's a great kid. And he's just 22 years old. Yeah. I mean, look at Emmanuel quickly. And how old, what is he, like 21? I <laughs> mean, like I always said, we give, we got to give him a little bit of uh, a, a chance to breathe and play and learn. Well, RJ's how to, played a lot, though. He's played a lot of games now. Yeah, I mean, probably played a lot early on and not on a great team, and was you know kind of scatterbrained all over the place, like the like the team was last year. And they finally got a guy in Jalen Brunson to settle everything down. I'm just I'm just being cautious right now and, and enjoying it, but also being cautious because I just. If, if this season that everybody is buying into with the regular season winning streak and everything that's going on and Jalen Brunson's been awesome and Julius Randle's back, if it ends with a first-round loss to a Donovan Mitchell-led team, I'm sorry. That's going to stink. That's going to be crushing. Well, they, they're in, we're in the midst of a nine-game winning streak. We haven't had a lot to cheer about since two years ago. And, and I'm was, cheering. And that, and that ended with a major thud. But can we just recognize that the two guys that they have really brought in here, and they jettisoned some guys. You know, the Kemba Walker thing didn't work out. Mm-hmm. The Fournier thing didn't work out. Um, but the, the, these two players that they have brought in here, Brunson and Hart, have worked out. They have, but you know how it works in the NBA. You're either one of the teams that can win it or you're not. And being close to one of the teams that can win it doesn't really do you any good if you don't make that big move to get there. So obviously the Knicks with Jalen Brunson have gotten close to being one of the teams that could be at the top of the conference, but they haven't quite gotten there yet. So that's why even after this great regular season, if you run into the Cavaliers and you lose to Donovan Mitchell, then you're still in the same position you were prior to the season starting. We have a long way to go but i'm just all i am saying is that for the 16 years that i've sat here i've railed against the knicks not ever really having a point guard yeah we had a moment where there was a point guard here and his name was jeremy lynn (laughs) and that was the last major excitement that we have had now emmanuel quickly is turning out to be a really good point guard yeah as long as he doesn't go helter skelter and go nuts and start throwing the ball all over the place and throwing it away He's fine, but last night he was in control and he did a did a really good job of running the team. And I think that's because Jalen Brunson is here. They finally have yeah. a, a like listen, Jalen, like when I see Jalen, you know what I see? I I see a guy that is just at six foot one, can go get any shot he wants and get anybody else the shot that they want. See, I'm at the point where it's been established that this was a great signing and he's great. Now what? You know what I'm saying? Like, we've been talking about it the entire year. We're in March now. I understand how great he is. I can't, I can't continue to keep talking about it. Now what? Now what is the thing? Where can this team go with him? We would have never thought a nine-game winning streak this late in the season. Well, especially, like, and, on the road at Boston. You and know, at Miami. Miami. Yeah, at Miami. So, yeah. I mean, I mean those, come on. Those, those, are, those are great regular season wins. And you know what? And, and they were hard-fought wins, and you could see the effort. And that's, that's all I ever want. 
is just give me effort, play defense, go hard to the hole when you get a chance. Okay, but now they've met that standard. Don't right. you want more? I do, but I, and I expect more, and I think that they're going to. I think they're going to deliver more. I, mean, I really, do. I I can see it. Unless they, unless people get hurt, they're going to deliver more. They they are going to deliver more. Yeah, I just want to see them in a seven game series against the Bucks, the Celtics, or the Sixers. It would probably end up being the Bucks or the Celtics. Um, but that's what I want to see. I, I, I want to see that. Because if you can beat the Cavaliers and then all of a sudden that changes everything for them and go into a series against the, one of the top two teams in the East and take them to seven games or six games, then it just shows you how close you are. Then you really are close. But them doing what they're doing now uh, is great, but I'm not convinced that they're that close. The one thing I, I don't want to see, and I know that Julius Randle's come back with a great season, I just don't want to see what I saw last night. Three or four times, ISO ball, three steals and a throwaway, and and about three other bad shots. That unfortunately he got the ball late, but I, that that's what you don't want to see. You know, I want to see what exactly Josh Hart was saying last night: movement, movement, movement. Just keep moving. Yeah, and uh, yeah. Well, so. Julius Randle still has that blow up potential. There's no two ways about it. As good as he's played this year, he still has that late in games. If he's got the ball, something bad could happen. But that was fun last night, man. It that was. was fun. And Friday night was great. And then I, I, I mean, you got to tell that part of the story, too. I mean, ball late in the hands Friday night and him hitting that shot to win the game is is that's the best he can be. Um, but also end of regulation last night, you know, guys, defenders flying all over to him. And he ends up getting the ball stolen. The, and the Celtics actually have a shot at a half court shot to win the game. That's that's the bad side. That's of the part. That's the bad part. But, then, you know, that's also I don't know if that's called from the bench. And the other thing, too, you you know, so we see what baseball's doing, speeding up the game. Yeah. We see what the NFL's done, you know, opening up the offense and trying to speed up the game. And the NBA's got to get rid of these dopey timeouts. They've tried. They, they have changed a little bit of it, but not as much as you would like. Oh, but they I, did. I, I hate, you know, I take a timeout because you have to take it before the three-minute mark or something. I'm like, what? Sure. And I, and I don't know if those guys that were doing the game last night were actually watching the same game. I mean, did they ever really say anything about just the inept offense the last five minutes of... No. I mean, well, I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> no, of course not. But you know that. Anything that's garden-related, you know, if they... Well, uh, this was no, ESPN. No, was this was ESPN. ESPN. Right, this is ESPN. Was Redick and, um... Oh, God. What's his face? Him. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm you know Ruko. No, yeah, it was Ryan Ruko. Ruko, yeah. Ruko did it. Yep, but it was three guys. It was three guys. Yeah, and then three. I don't remember. Whatever. Those guys was pissing you off. That's what matters. I mean, I'm watching him. I know that they got to do it kind of balanced, and I'm obviously biased. But I got to say, like the the Celtics took some stupid shots too. Yeah, but they're a team that you know when they get into the postseason, they're going to gel and they're going to be great. And that's the thing. Like Tom Thibodeau's teams historically are great regular season teams. Then they get to the postseason. He played them too many minutes. They wear down. Like Those are the things that concern me. They're the on, only ones playing defense in the regular season. And in the postseason, every team plays defense, so it sort of neutralizes that. You see what Julius Randle said about maintenance days? I actually did not. Yeah, he goes, yeah, I got my own maintenance schedule. I'm fine. Yeah. I'm playing. Good. Great. Yes, I love it. Gotta I love that just, about him. Just be a little bit more aware of late in games, and let's not try to always force things. Right, and then but when he's you know gasping for air in the second round of the postseason, all these guys that have maintenance days are flying around like banshees, and then then we'll see how great the oh, playing right. through well, it is. He's just 
I'm just telling you. Stop with the negative waves. I'm just telling you. Stop with the negative waves, please. It was Richard Jefferson, by the way, last night. It was Richard Jefferson. Richard Jefferson, uh, Reddick, and Ruko. Ruko, right. That's right. Fan and CBS Sports Network is what Al blasts his apartment when he sees another puddle of urine on the carpet getting pushed to the edge. I'm on the precipice. Yeah, I'm on the precipice. All right, uh, and so is these giant. Like, I have these giant washable rugs, but they're so giant, and I put them in the in a laundry. There's no way that gets clean. Folex, man. I, I we had these dogs. One of them was an inside dog there, Romeo, for a while with the pee pee pad. Sometimes he'd smell something and. You know, put his leg somewhere, and for years, I looked for something that would work. F-O-L-E-X. Folex is the thing that works. So, what, it takes the smell away, or yes, it stops the dog Like Febreze does? But way better. Like, really? so wow. you got you sop it up, you spray the Folex, gets rid of the stain and the smell like a miracle. And I've dealt with a lot of dog pee. Is it anti-environment or is it one of these I have like, no you know, organic things Here's that what it supposedly is. It works. works? Right. I'd yeah. rather have a no. hole in the ozone than my carpet smell like dog pee. <laughs> All right? So doesn't matter. <laughs> All right? We're going to be okay. Folex. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Yeah. F-O-L-E-X. We keep, uh, we have bottles of it. Oh, well, we don't have oh, any dogs anymore. There it but, is. But we got every like room had a bottle of Folex in it. Just, especially when the dogs were getting older, unfortunately, you know? And then they... I don't know. Or in this case, on meds. On meds. Yeah, like Lou. Oh, it's also... (laughs) Big Lou's got dogs peeing like you. (laughs) Just like you, yes. (laughs) I want to meet Big Lou. (laughs) Yeah, get Uh, him in here. I'd I'd love to talk about... Big Lou's been through a hell of a lot of stuff, man. (laughs) Just like you. Yeah, just... (laughs) (laughs) Hey, by the way there, Al, you can get it for uh, the hardwood floor as well. Oh, yeah. All right. There's carpet ones and floor ones. Do you have a hardwood or do you have tile? I have like that... Coratech flooring, but uh, my dog is very specific. She will only urinate and do diarrhea on carpet. <laughs> okay, she's very specific. <laughs> she knows where she yeah. wants to go. Yeah, maybe it's soothing for her buttocks. You know what I should do? I should just—I don't have dogs right now. I'll just bring in oh, my bottles of flex. I'll do. Why didn't I think of that already? Have you ordered it yet? Because <laughs> you're very I quick with the trigger. Something. I have not. Okay. Watch. As soon as I get rid of the. The full legs. Sabrina will start squatting all over that. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? No! She's not going to do I that. I know, I know. Al Folex spot remover <laughs> uses gentle, pet-safe, and kid-safe surfactants that break up tough stains without added solvents or harsh chemicals. There so you go. surfactants is the key it's, it's, ingredient? It's, it's meeting your uh, environmental standards. Okay, good. Surfactants. I've never heard that word before in my life. Surfactant. Surfactants. Uh, all right there. Jerry, how about a uh, sports Surfactants is like herpes. Say it over and over again. It'll sound weird after a while. Well, it sounded weird. Herpes. herpes. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Say herpes five times. I'm not saying that. And by the fifth time, it's just going to sound like a random word. Hmm. Herpes, 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 herpes. But you got to think about it. Herpes. I'm thinking about herpes. <laughs> it's not great. No, that's not great. <laughs> All would you want to think about herpes? herpes. <laughs> right. Because it's herpes. Trending. Herpes. Yeah. 
okay. We are brought to you by, (laughs) not herpes, we're brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Knicks last night in Boston, double overtime, a thriller, and a New York win their ninth straight. New York by three. Manuel quickly blows by Grant Williams. Jalen fell asleep, quickly dunks it with two hands. It's a five-point game. Uh, they would win by two. Uh, that was Celtics Radio with the call. Emmanuel quickly had himself a night. About 38 points in 55 minutes. He shot it well, 15 of 28 from the floor as he leads New York over Boston in the double overtime, 131-129. Julius Randle and R.J. Barrett combined for another 60. Randle at 31, Barrett with 29. Here was Joe Mazzulla, the Celtics head coach, talking about the Knicks getting it done on his home floor. In a game like this, two great teams playing against each other. They made a couple more plays, more than we did, and those plays get magnified, and you just have to move on. See, we're a great team. You know, so a great team. See that? Did you hear that? Love the confidence. Two great teams. How about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's one great team in New York playing basketball. <sighs> great. At the, I'm them saying they're a great team. I don't have a problem with. Well, we say they're a great team. I think they're having they're having a really good regular season. They're having a good run right now. They're on a really good run right now. Nine so, in a row. Brown prior to nine straight, they were now thirty and twenty-seven. Yeah. So oh. listen, we just well, no, acquired Josh Hart, man. You know how many amazing. shots he made? Did have you taken the days off yet for the Nick Parade? No, not yet. <laughs> Down the Canyon of Heroes? <laughs> no, not yet. Okay. Are well, you going to fly for like Game Seven against Milwaukee? I'm going to make the same mistake that you when guys made when you signed box. Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant and thought we were going to have multiple championships. They came up multiple uh, short of that. That is true. We're going to send Zoo to Cleveland if they pay uh, if they play the Cavaliers in the first round. Maybe. I don't know the ownership there though. There's someone staring into the garbage right now outside. Is that Greg Hughes who's staring into the garbage? He's can? coughing. Oh, okay. It was coughing. He's, he's what? Coughing, coughing into the into garbage it. can. So is it hack up a loogie or we, what? Do you do? Yeah, he's spitting in the loogies in the garbage pail. Greg, what's going on? I think the uh, the, the coffee just uh, hit him in the back of the throat. Okay. The wrong way. Yeah, from my perspective, it looked like he was staring in there, but he's coughing into the garbage pail. All right. Well, very good. As long as it's not herpes. <laughs> herpes. <laughs> oh, herpes. 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 Okay. Jerry. That's <laughs> you saying it, not me. Herpes. Oh, that is me. You seem obsessed with herpes. <laughs> herpes. <laughs> Uh, anyhow, so the Knicks uh, with this nine-game winning streak, thirty-nine and twenty-seven. Nets, meantime, in Brooklyn, beat the Hornets. And when he had the ball, gave it up for Claxton, who angles his dribble to the left. Finney Smith gives for Claxton, wheels it for Bridges into the corner. Dinwiddie, the three is good. <laughs> yeah, he had twenty-four. That was Bobby. Is Brooklyn in the house? Yeah, the call on the I thought so. The second worst team in the Eastern That's, Conference. Uh, whatever, man. They Twenty-seven won the game. games. All right, out well, of first the Nets won in Boston Friday. There, Chubbs. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> How about that? Chubbs. I mean, why don't you give them uh, a little bit of credit, for uh, God's that's, sakes? That's nice. They were down by 20 points the other night. 22, actually. They come back and win in Boston. By the way, there's a strange... Last time I checked, not the worst team in the league. By the way, there's a strange blanket in my office. Yeah, that's mine. Is that your blanket? That is. That's your little slanket? That was, well, yeah, that's a, uh, I think that's a New York Lizards blanket. Because uh, the blanket that you provided me is gone. <laughs> well, you want to know why? Yeah, why? Because well, he vomited all yeah. over it. Oh, Remember did that you really? Yeah. I did not know that. It right. cost me a bunch. You owe me a blanket. I know. Well, what if it's washed and then still in a no, pile? You can keep the blanket. No, no, no. no, no. You, you can, can keep, keep it. You can keep that or thing. Or burn it. Either uh, way. And maybe bring me a new one. That would be the right thing to do. All right. I'll bring you a new one. You gave to... me that blanket, though. You knew what was going on. Yeah, but I tried to help you out. I had the chills. Yeah, okay. But I didn't ask for it. You <laughs> gave it to me. 
So you're the one who volunteered the blanket. Right, you know cool. what happened. You might have to replace your own blanket. Oh, I didn't see the thank you card on my desk. I'm sorry. <laughs> you weren't here for the last three days. Might be That's why somewhere. I expected a thank you card on my desk. I didn't see it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, anyhow, Mikael Bridges had 33. He was 9 for 9 in the first quarter with 19 of those Against 33. Yep, that's exactly Worst right. Defensive Knicks now 36 and 28 on the season with that win over the terrible Hornets, who don't even deserve to be in the NBA. They're so awful. Never going to win another game. I totally understand. Meantime, They're tanking. You know that. The Suns beat the Matt. Well, I suppose the team that's tanking are the San Antonio Spurs who do nothing but lose and lose by 30. Get a Hall of Fame coach, though. Yeah, right now, not so good with no talent. Suns beat the Mavericks 130-126. to 126. Let's hear from a couple of old pals, Kevin Durant. <laughs> he enjoyed the victory. Be able to play 40 minutes, be in the fourth quarter game, and we had to, you know, be locked in all the way to the last possession. It's always fun. Would have been nice if we were locked in for your four years here, but not so much. Yeah. Then there's Kyrie Irving. There. Oh, yeah. Uh, they lost. He says, give them credit. We did our best to make sure it, uh, the ball found the right people, but D-Book and KD kept attacking, and they kept them in the game. Uh, I felt like we were making some solid runs, and I think we went up 8 or 10. And but it was not enough as they I lost. Think the difference in the game was Kevin Durant had 37 points and Kyrie had 30. Yeah, he had 7 more than him. <laughs> that is very true. <laughs> I blame JetBlue for today. They're the people that made this boomer. <laughs> okay. Grizzlies suspend John Morant. Most things say two games. Taylor Jenkins, though, maybe it could be more than that. I mean, there's not a definitive timeline. I mean, we have said that it's going to be at least these two games. You know, we're taking it one day at a time. I mean, this is going to be an ongoing healing process. Um, so, um, oh, I can't come in terms ongoing of what the exact healing process? Is. Are you kidding me? A lot of healing. Well, you know what? He should be suspended. And Taylor Jenkins or John Moran? John Moran. Yeah. He really should be. There's too many. There's too many issues. There's too many glaring problems. And brandishing a gun at a strip club, you know, is just one of like five or six different things that have happened here now. And on a live stream on top of it. Which is really like just kind of shows you that, you know, he's not not even aware of what he's doing and how he's doing it and how it really needs to or can affect him, and will affect him, but it, the NBA's got to step in here. What are they doing? <sighs> They're letting the team handle it, and that's what a lot. That's what the NBA did with Kyrie Irving there for a long time. They let the Nets handle it till it got out of control, and then they stepped in. This but is out of control. You have one of your young superstars brandishing a gun at a strip club. What are you people, idiots? Really <laughs> emphasize the strip club. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought about you hearing that. Shot the somebody <laughs> working. Yes, yes of I course. Know. I mean, obviously, Remember Plaxico shot himself. He did. Can you brandish something other than a gun? Can you brandish a? Do you a sword? Brandish, sure, yeah. Brandish a what? A sword. A sword. I'm brandishing a sword. A knife. Can you brandish a knife? Because I never really see brandish a gun. I hear. Brandish is a word. Brandish. They just say it over and over again. Yeah, that's the one that sounds really weird. Brandish. Like, but could you brandish a pen? I suppose. I would say more. I think to me it seems like brandishing some sort of weapon. Okay. Has to. Well, pen could be a weapon. It could be someone in the eye. Yeah. The Webster Dictionary thing is uh, to shake or wave 
such as a weapon menacingly. You have to be shaking it menacingly. So like this, so, this, like, this I think you could, yeah. yeah. Would you doing a gun like this at a picture at a strip club? That's brandishing. That's brandishing, yeah. That's brandishing. I mean, that's, come that's on, man. strip club. <laughs> <laughs> man, you're on fire this morning, Eddie. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> well done. Uh, college basketball, Rutgers lost to Northwestern 65-53, so they play Michigan on Thursday at 12 noon in the Big Ten tournament. CAA quarterfinals. Uh, Hofstra beat up William and Mary and beat him good, ninety four yeah. to fifty six. Wow. Here was Speedy Claxton says, uh, "No fool around here." Really good job by our guys. Um, though we came out with the the right mindset and we put them away um, right from the start. I think they led fifty one fourteen at halftime. Yeah, they just and tonight they're right. Them. And tonight they're on CBS Sports Network How at six o'clock. That? Yeah. So the, I, Are you I going to the game? Uh, I am not. I, I think that it's really whoever wins Towson, College of Charleston, because I think Hofstra is going to move on to the final. Well, knock on wood, but I believe that they will. That's going to be a battle because the two games that Hofstra played Towson, the first one Hofstra got beat pretty bad, and the second one was the game that I coached, and mm. we came back and clearly you're going to have to go back yes. to that. But that was a very close game in College of Charleston. At one point, was ranked this year. Right, Hofstra right. went into their building and won, but. Where did these teams? So where the, where is this being played in the home? It's uh, DC. Oh, it's down in DC. So yeah. you're not going to go. Yeah. No, obviously not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hop on one of those assailants <laughs> right down there. Why not? Hey, I got back and forth to Minnesota that Thursday. That I will say actually works out pretty well. Yeah. The Acela just jump on <laughs> right down there. If Perfect. they offered you a spot on the bench again, would you go? It's a nah, six o'clock I don't want game. It. It's not eight thirty. No, no, no. You're out. Yeah, I just. My family was gone for a week. I'm not going to be like they just came, you were ready already. They just came back, and I'm like, <laughs> eh, let me go and take an Acela to DC. And plus, I just I'll leave them alone. If they get to the tournament, like the actual, and then you'll hop on. You'll hop on the bus. Then I think I really yes. <laughs> I think at that point I'll jump. So on. you'll be uh, well, listen, hey, six o'clock tonight. You'll be locked in. Absolutely no, I'm I'm excited on for CBS it. Sports Network. That Does is that mean, like shine time gets off tonight. I don't know. Uh, Stephen Walter and CBS Sports. What time is time to shine on generally? It's usually around 6 o'clock, but it's not on tonight. Okay, because so he gets a night right. off. Yeah, he's on tomorrow and Wednesday. Okay, all right, very good. So he gets there, gets a night off. For what about Thursday basketball? and Friday? No, we got other tournament games. Mm. Ooh, it's a little vacation time. And the Mac. All right. <clears throat> <laughs> you coughing into a garbage pail, too? <laughs> I was clearing my throat. I forgot to turn the mic off. Yeah, a lot of throat yeah. issues. I don't have a cough button here. Yeah, a lot of voice issues there <laughs> the last couple months with Stephen Waldron. All right, thanks, Stephen. We appreciate the schedule. Uh, spring baseball. Oh, okay. Jose uh, <laughs> Quintana of the uh, Mets has some left side tightness. He will undergo testing today. He threw one inning yesterday. Uh, Kodai Sanga threw a couple, uh, well, through yesterday and walked his first couple of batters as he kind of settled in. Definitely the amped up energy is. I was a little excited. Felt like I was floating a little bit. So I think that played a part. Yeah. Uh, he had this fork ball going. This yeah. Is, uh, ghost ball. Ghost, ghost, yeah. ghost ball. Whatever. Uh, here he was. He said he didn't get to focus on the Cardinals too much like he would have liked to. Obviously a very good lineup they have over there, especially in the three-hole, four-hole. Um, but once I got up there, well, before I got up there, I was very excited to face those guys. But once I was up there, my mind was just kind of filled with the pitch clock, and I can enjoy it as much as I wanted to, too. Ah, okay. Mm. So he'll have to I'm adjust. I'm digging this pitch clock, man. I'm telling it's you. It's pretty good. I agree. It's pretty good. I know how we talk. Was it the Red Sox? Who was the team? 
with the shift Red Sox. the Red Sox. Yeah. Did you care for this? Well, no, they put their center fielder and right fielder and their left fielder in center against Joey Gallo. So they shifted the outfield. Not yeah. the infield. Can't shift yeah, the infield. You, know, you could take all the players off the field against Joey Gallo. <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. They'll strike out. Yep. Even still, they're kind of uh, finding a little break in the action. and I don't know. Loopholes. A little bit. A little bit of a loophole. Seems fair. If they didn't make it a rule, then it's fair. Even though it's not what they want. 100, 100% is fair. But it's they're, they're banning the shift. In the but infield. they're just shifting outfielders. Yeah, there's now. a new shift. Yeah, now we got a new shift. <laughs> but it's a bigger risk shifting your out, leaving your whole left field vacant than just leaving one that side. That is true. Yeah, bigger risk. down the line, you mm -hmm. run forever. Yep, true. That is true. Uh, Yankees beat the Braves yesterday. Tonight, the Yankees take on the Pirates. The agent for Jets offensive tackle, Dwayne Brown, says he is coming back next season. And the Devils beat the Coyotes in overtime 5-4. to four. It was Nico Hishier with the game winner along the way. Here's a pass out in front by Hughes. Comes the Hamilton shot saved by Ingram. Rebound, try. He scores. It's Timo Meyer. Wow. Meyer time in Arizona, and it's one nothing. <laughs> Meyer time. Meyer Matt Lockland on Devils Radio. Chico was there, by the way, so I <laughs> think you got to him. The same way you got to Matt Lachlan, I think you got to Chico. Come Lynch. on. I think I think Chico's always going to be him. Maybe he's just tired. <laughs> he's you know? doing a game. That's what he's there for. And they flew out with the team. Maybe to do he's it. just tired. Do they do this games from here? They're actually traveling with the team. Like, I would hope they're traveling with the team. I, don't I know, know the games are only on the internet, but still. I know, I'm just thinking. I don't know. The game was on the internet? That's Yeah, they don't have radio anymore. Yeah. I, I hope they're traveling with the team. But yeah, yeah, perfect you job for you, you on the, the internet. One of the best teams in the league right now. One of the most exciting yes. young teams in the league. Yep. So I so I know. And don't get to hear them on the radio. because That's going to be, age, man, oh man. If the Devils beat the Rangers in the first round, watch out for Jerry that day. Why? Why would you say such a thing? Woo! I will... Right, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, it'll be funny. It'll be a little tense around here, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. but they're not going to beat the Rangers, but it's going to be very tense. Is that touching the money? Nope. Okay. You just said that they're not beating the Rangers. That's touching the money. Yeah, that was that was a clear money touch. I'm going, I'm going in with... That's a full money touch. Listen, I got Patrick Kane. I got Kaner. Let's go. Him and Tarasenko. Tarasenko's finally starting to play a little bit. Now we get Kaner going, right. get him happy, the make everybody nice. Touch the, touch the cup, touch the cup, touch the cup, touch the cup. That's it. Geo on the fan in CBS Sports Network. Next hour, Adam Sandler tickets at Prudential Center. Right around uh, an hour or less right now. Actually, we'll be giving away those tickets. Then at 9 a.m., Adam and the Metal Hawks are going to join us in studio. Steve Apri has been in here, our uh, engineer extraordinaire, getting everything set up. It's like and we're putting uh, together a concert. That's yeah, I know. Amazing. Well, Steve's great at that stuff, I know, he's man. Awesome he's, our, he's our head of sound. I can't wait to meet these guys. It's going to be great. Watching all their stuff on Instagram has been fun. Yeah, all morning long. And it's been good. It's been really good. You know, uh, you were talking about Anthony Richardson. Okay, That's this right. This great quarterback mm -hmm. out of the University of Florida. He did not play a lot of games in college. He, I think he started, I want to say, maybe 18 games or something. Okay. So he didn't play a lot, but he blew away everybody at the Combine. 
And like the perfect team for him and the perfect coach for him is a guy by the name of Brian Dayball. <laughs> you put this athlete with this coaching staff, and now you could have one of the most explosive offenses in the NFL because he's being compared to two players. Yeah. Cam Newton mm-hmm. and Josh Allen. Yeah, I can see it. By the way, you got some schmutz on your chin, by the way. Oh, sorry. You no know, chin schmutz. Yeah. I'm just trying to help you yeah, out. I appreciate it. Yeah, I... Um... Older people said I'm... <laughs> I would be absolutely floored if the Giants decided to move up and take Anthony Richardson and move away from Daniel Jones. But I know you're not saying they're going to no, do they're that. they're not going to do that. But I'm just saying that's the kind of coach and that's the kind of offense. That'd be great that, for him. That works for him. So it's kind of like, you know, what they're doing with Daniel Jones, what they're doing with Josh Allen, mm-hmm. what they're doing with Jalen Hurts. You know, but this kid is... So much bigger than Jalen Hurts. I mean, he's a monster. Yes. Now, I know that we had a couple of callers call up when we, when I first brought him up and how I thought he was going to wow at the Combine. And one guy said he was a Florida fan and he thought he stunk and he said he was the, the Jamarcus Russell meets something or whatever. He said he was terrible, he thought. Then another Florida fan called up and said he's really not that bad, just raw. And if he plays more and gets in the right situation. So that's, you cannot throw him in right away. And he cannot have a defensive-minded head coach in his first year being his head coach. Unless you have a veteran offensive mind there that's going to be running the offense. But this guy, I believe, if he sits and he's got the right coaching staff, could be one of those next big thing guys. And I want credit for this one if he becomes it. Sure. I want credit for this one. I just want to know. You got credit for Mahomes and Josh Yeah, I just want to. I have not met the kid, so I don't know anything really about him. So um, you'd, you'd like to meet a kid. You'd like to sit down and talk to him, interview him, find out. You know how he handles, you know, the whiteboard and and uh, all the plays, and you know, going through all of the gyrations of being a quarterback. Just the, just the stuff that you have to do on the field, let alone all the stuff you have to do off the field. Yeah, did you talk to Sims about him by any chance? Because I know he nope. gets all into. No, he like no, he um, <clears throat> I, I I saw him do a thing, I think like a a breakdown of him, and of course, I mean, how do you? Come on, it's crazy. <laughs> He's uh, yeah. Obviously, out on the football field is more challenging. This is where someone with his skill set and his talent is going to shine. I'm just trying to think about ability. Like the offenses for him are like what the Giants are doing with Daniel Jones. Or like what Buffalo does with Josh Allen. And, you know, early on, you'd end up running more. The, the idea being later on, you're going to not run as much because you're going to be able to read the defenses more. And that's, I think that was kind of like the way that Josh Allen has grown. You know, he's he early on he wasn't being able to read defenses, so he was just taking off on his own a lot. And then they started to incorporate some of that stuff. Same thing with Justin Fields out in Chicago. You know, early on they had this offense, it wasn't working. They played a Thursday night game, it was an awful game, and then their offensive coordinator, Luke Getty, changed his offense to kind of meet the skill set of what Justin Fields was capable of doing. Now the 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 goal is is the Get Justin to get refined as a quarterback, kind of like Josh Allen got refined as a quarterback. And look where Josh is now. So hopefully that's the the ceiling and that's the trajectory for one Justin Fields and maybe for this kid Anthony Richardson if he gets to the right team. Now what about Bryce Young? So he came in shorter than people expected but heavier than he expected because you know how all these numbers fudge when it comes to what they're listed at in college and in the combine you get a real measurement and you get a real 
height on the guy. So, you know, he came in. What, How about Alabama's crap <laughs> measurements of him? Oh, seriously. I know. Uh, the 6'1", 195 or something. And what did he come in at, 5'10"? Yeah, like Kyler Murray size. Yeah, well... His collar is even smaller than that, isn't he? That's what, like, not very many guys make it at that height. That's the thing. And I don't, he's not, uh, I don't think he plays football like Kyle Murray. I think this kid can really play in this league. I think he's going to be a really good player. So I do. 5'10 and an eighth and 204 pounds. And it's really going to be a question. Who does, who does Jim Irsay want as, as his quarterback? Well, that's going to determine if he trades up or not, right? Well, they're going to trade up. The question is, is who are they going to take? Anthony Richardson. That's who you think. They, you think the Colts would go all in on Anthony Richardson? Well, I think they trade were... up and take him number one. <laughs> I think it's a possibility. I said it before the combine that he would be the type of guy that would fall in love with someone like this, who's desperate for that next start, the position, who's had guys like Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck, and now this is next big thing. I could see him chain smoking right now, talking about it. Cuckoo. I mean, obviously, he's got his issues, Jim yes. Irsay, and he's had, and he's oh, gone, gone through some stuff, and he's supposedly in a better place, but he's the type of guy that would, I mean, he's so impatient. For God's sakes, he ripped Jeff Saturday off a of television and made him the head coach. Yeah, but he was already a uh, kind of an advisor to him. I don't know if you knew that. But yeah, I know. Yeah, he was. Okay, but so, it's different than It wasn't like he didn't coach. know who he was. I, yeah, you're right. I mean, it was, and everybody basically lambasted that particular hiring, except for for a couple of Jeff's buddies. Yeah. So you like you're in on Bryce Young. You think Bryce Young's the guy. If you had the number one overall pick, you would take him over CJ Stroud, over Richardson, over anybody else. Um, I would say as as I am sitting here right now today, I would say he is the most ready to go. All right. But that so I, think, I think that's, you know, and it's really going to come down to all these meetings. They'll look at him physically, of course, because that's why they do these combines. But they really want to get to know these young men and they want to know who they are, what they can handle. And according to everything out of Alabama, Bryce Young could handle every aspect of, you know, what they were doing down there offensively, much like Mac Jones could, and much like Jalen Hurts and Tua Tungo Bailoa. They've had a lot of good players come through there. Now, why does Bryce Young look so much bigger than Kyler Murray on the football field? Because to me, he looks bigger than Kyler Murray. He looks like two inches taller than Kyler Murray. Maybe he wears platform shoes. I don't know. <laughs> and why is that? Kyler Murray looks so much smaller than every other coach. When I watch Bryce Young play, I know he's not 6'4", mm-hmm. but I don't look at him like Kyler is. Like Kyler, to me, looks, plays like he's 5'8". Uh, let me ask you this question about uh, another quarterback that we've spoken about here, and we all believe that he's going to be the number one pick in the 2024 draft. That yeah, would yeah. be Caleb Williams. Yeah. So Caleb Williams and USC lost twice to Utah this year. Okay. If I told you that, and I didn't know this, somebody told me this, and and I I tried to uh, basically uh, make sure that I know what I'm talking about. Because when I heard about this, I was like really disappointed in it. And it made me think twice about drafting a kid like this. Really? And what he did is he painted on his fingernails, F Utah. Okay. And Utah beat him twice. So that's gonna that's gonna make you not draft them. What kind of bothers me? Why? Just I wonder. I just like why are we doing that? (laughs) Because he's a kid. He's he's competitive. I don't know. I mean, if you think he's that talented, painting on his fingernails, f Utah doesn't really mean. I don't want him painting anything anything on his fingernails other than you know maybe some plays or something. If he so you just so you tell him that be like that was stupid. Don't do that again. You can be one of the greats. Don't be an idiot. That's all you do. But to not draft him because of that. 
We've seen guys drafted after like unbelievable, horrible things in their past, and he's still I, drafted. I, 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 the kid is going to be the number one overall pick. I, I know he is. Yeah, one hundred percent know he is. So <laughs> I got to look that up now. Yeah, please look it up because I was I was trying to confirm it, and, I, and one of the guys that uh, that a buddy of mine, you know, is a huge Utah guy. Yeah, and basically told me that story, and I was like, wow. No, it's here. There it is. Oh, there it is. Okay. Yeah, look. Yeah. Uh, asked if we had a response to Caleb Williams having F Utah painted on his fingernails. Yeah, this was asking one of the. Yeah, there it is. I'm looking at it. Yep. And it's. <laughs> it's actually. It's not F Utah. It's on like one hand. It's. It's the word. And then Utah on the other hand. So he's got one hand that's got the F word on it. Yeah, that's it, what I'm saying. And that's the other saying. hand's got Utah on it. Yeah. So, so where. Where is it on the nails? Yeah, it's on the nails, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So it's true, yes. <laughs> it's kind of funny looking, I guess. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but he got his ass hand. Well, he didn't. He played well in both of those games. But they ended their defense and they're getting shredded. Yeah, well, listen, that's, if that's the worst that this kid's involved with, come on. I mean, he plays like Patrick Mahomes, for Christ's sakes. Yes, he does. Closest thing that I've seen to it. the song, Al, because before the Nick game last night on the uh, airplane, I watched this Oasis documentary, not realizing in 1996 what these maniacs turned out to be mm. and how popular they were. And then I find out this morning it was either you like them or Blur. See, I don't remember Blur being that popular. I well, know Spike in England said that. Was. Oh, in England, yes. yes. But I mean... The real British invasion bands over, obviously, we know Rolling Stones, the Beatles, but like the Spice Girls took over America. Oasis at that time, they were huge. Wonder Wall, they were huge. Blur was not huge over here. So yeah. maybe over there, but the only Blur song I know is that, woo! Well, the documentary was on their concert that they had outside of London with 125,000 people showing up per night. They had two shows. They only ran two shows. They probably could have done six to eight shows. And by the way, we added another Boomer and Geo live show. Oh, we did. Oh, yeah, Jesus, because we sold out so quick. No, yeah, I'm kidding. Okay. Kidding, no, kidding, 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 kidding. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, so I appreciate the song, Al. Yeah, and those two brothers now can't stand each other. They hate each other. They didn't like each other back then either. Right, Liam and Noel. Yeah, screw that. How did the two brothers actually not like each other? Do we even know what happened between the two of them? Because they never really got into that. I mean, there's there's a lot of that. I mean, uh, Aaron Rodgers and his brother hate each other. Yeah, that's true. You know? Yeah. I know people who don't like their siblings (laughs) right off the top of my head. (laughs) Just happens, right? Well, there could be some other reason why that may be the case. Yeah. I, I just, I'm just. These two guys were in, incredibly talented, had great yeah. voices, and were able to bring 125,000 people to a field. Yeah. Which was impossible to get to. It's kind of like trying to get on the plane last night out of uh, <laughs> coming out of the DR. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, one guy, who was the maniac? Who was the, the Liam. Liam was the maniac. The lead singer, yes. All right, yeah. He was, his brother's guitar player. He sings as well. He's great. Yep. I remember him just being a total mess. I mean, that was a huge MTV time at that point. In the late 90s, and I remember them having on, you know, Carson Daly and Total Request Live, TRL, and they would go on. He was just a total, just mess. And he never felt like it was going to 
to last very long. And it did. No, I it mean, didn't. and I, I don't know if either one of them still play. I mean, are they in other bands? I think, the, I think Noel still sings. and They I, both put out records within the past couple of years. Oh, they did. Okay. okay. Then I'm sure are not successful. Uh, you know, I play some as bumper music. They're, they've got rock and intros a couple of really? them. Really? Yeah. Huh. Okay. So how many, like, always, so you know that song? Well, I, know, I knew every song that they sang. I, I heard all the songs, of course. Right. But, you know, I, I wasn't aware that it, it basically exploded the way that it did. Sure. You love a good... That's why I love these good documentaries. I was just about to say, you love a good music documentary. I do. I also watched the one on drummers as well. Okay. Let was... there be drums. All right. That was great. Who do they feature in that? John everybody, Bonham? Everybody. Well, Jason Bonham now. Jason Bonham. Yeah, but they obviously feature every great drummer, Keith Moon. All right. Uh, and their siblings and their families. And they talk about the Grateful Dead. They talk about, you know, Queen, uh, Led Zeppelin, of course. Um, Does Ringo Green, make it into this? Ringo's in it big, okay. big time. I you know, they have a lot, so. You know, and they have a lot of, you know, today's drummers talking about their influences and what drumming's all about and having the feel for the instrument and having the feel for the band and what you're trying to get accomplished and this, the noise that you're trying to create. What is drumming all about, Boomer? Uh, I have, I mean, it's <laughs> too complicated for me to even understand. But then again, they can't play quarterbacks. No, they, they, they cannot. And uh, speaking of all that music, Adam and the Metal Hawks will be joining us, the band that we have secured for Boomer and Geo Live. You can check them out on Instagram. It's uh, Adam, let's see, A.M. M B, I believe, is the Instagram account. Adam and the Metal Hogs Band, and uh, they are awesome. They're going to come in here and and play some stuff for us. They're yeah. tremendous. I and you know what? I was telling Al, those guys can bang on anything and make a noise. Yeah, they can. So I said, Hey, Al, how about if they bang you when they come in? <laughs> I am not interested in having the band bang me, Boomer. <laughs> Thank you very much. It's uh, A M H Band. A M H Band. On uh, on Instagram, I mean a lot of lot of great ideas that they come up with. Yeah, no, it's it's absolutely tremendous. Like this this one video of them in the kitchen, just uh, can you get that up on your uh, desktop by the way, so people or desktop got to send away my desktop hundred hundred year old man. Oh my god! Well, I guess it kind of is a desktop, is it not? <laughs> well, you are a father of two. Yeah, I know, but you that do have responsibilities. That was a little much. Uh, can you please call that up on your computer machine, please? Which one do you want? Uh, the one where they're banging, the second one, <laughs> okay. where they're banging on the... <laughs> oh, man, I got to sign in. Oh, it's too bad. They're, I could play it off my phone, but I just thought it would sound... I'll just play oh, it. It would sound better off his desktop. Right. I know. So them in studio will be uh, absolutely tremendous. Uh, all right. You think they play Stephen's Talk's house? They had to, right? Stephen Talk House out Stephen's in uh, Talk, Talk house. house out in uh, East Amagansett. Amagansett or wherever that is. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure they're Long they, Island guys. Come on, they, they better been there, man. See, I got a feeling that you're going to be so impressed with these guys. Yes. That you're going to bring them into the Boomer Science and Foundation world. Well, I'll see. I'll see. And then happens. they're going to be playing all the events and everything. They're going to be like your guys. <clears throat> Watch my guys. I'm telling you, give me like we got. I need some new guys. Hooks. I need some new guys. I'm gonna kick the guys to the curb that I played golf with this week. I think, except really? for one. Yeah. Well, you still got um, 
Uh, what's this? Uh, Robert's. You still got him? Got, yeah, he's my guy. He, he's you definitely your guy. He's definitely my guy. You yeah. Use him for a lot of stuff. Yeah, because he's he's good by himself. But he's also good with just maybe one or two other band members. Doesn't have to be the whole band. He's kicking people out of his life too. It's one or two band members now. Used to be the whole band. Now it's just one or two guys. I don't know. Just you know, it, it seems like everybody's got to be focused in on doing the right thing. You know, like and really being committed to the band. Sure. That's what I got out of that drummer uh, this, uh, documentary. Like those who are not all in. This is back to the football conversation. Right. You got to be all. You, you got to be, be all there. in, man. I need to know that you're going to be all in. Are you going to be? Are you going to be the guy at the facility who's going to be sleeping there? And oh, by the way, the Jets got uh, dinged up pretty bad in that NFLPA. I don't know if you saw this. Yeah, I saw, yeah of course I did a yeah, sportsman. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, well, you were off, so when we talked about it, but in the NFLPA uh, survey that they did, that they came in dead last for time management from the coaching staff. I wish they would have uh, asked us those questions when I played. Well, they did. the Bengals still were getting Fs, by the way. Yeah, of course. But I'd be like, you know, we, we practiced at a dog kennel. <laughs> yeah, like, like in a like in a uh, you know cancer infested environment. That's why we're all watching Kenny Anderson to see how long he lasts. <laughs> and then we, could, then we could basically say, okay, if he's going to last until like he's eighty five, then this is a shot for the rest of us. Okay. Cancer infested environment. You have no. I mean, it is. It was unbelievable. We had the Cincinnati treatment plant to the north of our practice field. Okay. So if the if the wind was coming out of the north, it would be blowing the treatment smell right over the practice. Mm -hmm. field. We had a garbage can galvanizing <laughs> warehouse right across the street. Okay. So some days you could you could taste the metal in the air, like the orange metal. I would taste. I don't even know what it was. Then we had a thing called the Mill Creek behind us. And the Mill Creek came down from where Drackett, Drackett and Procter & Gamble manufacturing was. And there were, there were questions as to whether or not that creek that was running all the way down behind us going into the Ohio River was contaminated. You know how what's going on in Palestine, sure, yeah, yeah. Ohio? Yeah, yeah. That's, we were in that kind of environment, it felt like, for wow. 10 years. Yeah. That's Spinny Field. Spinny field. Spinny field, yeah. yeah. You know, I, I well, we had all got one jock, one pair of socks, one short and pair of shorts, and a sweat or T-shirt. But then we'd all throw it into the same bin and come back the next day. You have to take your stuff out of there. Sure. I used to bring it home. I said, I'm not doing that. You know, I went to fourth and fifth grade right next to a landfill. It's still there. You know, that giant landfill? Yeah. There's a school right there, fourth and fifth grade. Yeah. Well, it was intermediate school in the, between the elementary school and, and middle school, and it's the high hell out there from the, and it's still there. They're still the way, pumping kids through that but place. You have to remember, Grumman Aerospace was on Long Island, like in the fifties and the sixties. Mm -hmm. Yep. And what they left behind, and the environmental disaster that has affected so many people on Long Island over the last fifty years, is 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 shocking. When you tell people that you live like in the breast cancer capital of the world, yeah. It's it's a really it's a, it's a crying shame that this beautiful island of ours has this plume underneath it. Well, anyway, anyway, change the subject. Yeah. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs got got. Were you surprised to see the Chiefs were up there as the top five worst teams to play for? Well, that means you know that their players have got to be putting. They are. They all. That's where this came from. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Because most all these players obviously are, unless they've played in multiple places, which I'm sure many have. Others are basically. 
ripping apart their own organization. That's right. And the Vikings actually came in first. It's the first time they've ever won anything in the, the NFL. Yeah, right. It, it absolutely is. But they said the trainers were encouraging players to with the Chiefs, encouraging players not to report injuries. So they had a bad grade with the training staff. They also said that Clark Hunt does not put enough into the facility. Um, and put enough money into the players. But they also they didn't treat the families of the players well either. They got a bad grade on that. Yeah, you know, the one thing I will say, and Sydney has told me this about the Islanders and their new building, because there's more space there and everything, about how kind the Islanders are to the families of the players mm -hmm. and how they do, at least according to her, uh, you know, go out of their way to make it a comfortable situation for the players and their kids and especially moms, newborns and things of that nature. So, yeah, Bengals got an F for players' family treatment. Yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> I mean, of course. It's not shocking. I mean, like, it's been going on, but this, this is now 2023. I, I, some people just are just set in their ways. You know, I, it's, it's, you have to live it to understand it. Yeah. And to appreciate it. Sure. And I just it, figured some of the stuff that you went through is not happening now in 2023. Well, there was a real minimalist way of doing things. And I think that was Paul Brown's way of making it tough on the players. He didn't want to make it too easy on the players. And that was a thought process. Part of me kind of still agrees with. But then, you know, when I go to the Jets facility and see that facility, I'm like, how could anybody bitch about that? No, they didn't. They only they just bitched about staying there too long. That was their big one. Staying there at so the facility I would too long. Never leave that place. They got food there. They got breakfast. They got lunch. They got dinner. Oh, they had they uh, got bad uh, reviews too on the nutrition. The Jets. Well, I don't know. <laughs> bad nutrition reviews. We've been wow. in there eating stuff. Yeah, I think it's pretty good. I yeah, see, I, thought I, it was pretty I good see a lot, a lot of fruit all over the place. A lot of healthy uh, options. I thought so. But they didn't do well in that either. Giants did pretty well. Sounds like somebody bitching and complaining within the team about not getting the food that they want. Well, that's exactly what it is. These are all from active players in yeah. those organizations who were polled, obviously, anonymously. I mean, that, that, that facility for the Jets, man, reminds me of like a getaway spa. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, that's why I feel like they're never going to move. Like when people yeah. talk about get the Jets, the Queens and that stuff, I mean, that facility is still not that old and it's perfect. Oh, it's beautiful. But yeah. you know, the amazing thing is when I got traded from the Bengals to the Jets, yeah. we were practicing in Hofstra. Mm -hmm. When I got the Hofstra and I saw the practice facility, I thought I was in like Shangri-La <laughs> compared to where I was. Yeah. And think about now compared you know, to that. I felt like I was in Chernobyl <laughs> practicing. <laughs> All of a sudden, you grow a tail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they're still getting bad grades to this yeah. day, the Cincinnati Bengals. You know, still. when it rained, we had no place to go. Acid rain. Right, so we would practice underneath a viaduct. And the viaduct would be leaking down, and it'd be like, yeah. that's what it felt like. It felt like acid rain. Yeah. Sounds like a story where WFN yeah, and was. One day you show up, and you got a boil on your back, and you're like, they got to lance that thing. And I'm like, where did that come from? <laughs> you got a boil lanced? Yes. And you think it was because of all the toxins that were out there? I don't know. Probably had something to do with the mixing of the towels and all the other crap. I don't know. I could, I could have teammates call you up and tell you all about this. No, I'm up. I am not making any I'm of not stuff. saying you are. I'm just it's amazing to me that you think you got a boil. There was a, the, what, a what, towel. one of the funniest things, honestly. And th and this was all done with humor in mind and things of that nature. We would go to pregame meal. Yeah. And I would ask the business manager before pregame meal, is it okay if I get 
two baked potatoes and ten string beans, <laughs> as opposed to one baked potato and five string beans. <laughs> that, that sounds that like an orphanage. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> please, sir, I'm going to have some porridge, please. <laughs> God. <laughs> it blows my mind. I mean, and it but wasn't I, that long ago. It's not like you p- played in 1945. But I also told you back in 1985... I'll never forget, we had the first ever all 300-pound offensive line. Sure. Yeah. I think Anthony Munoz was like 295 to 290. I don't know if he was over 300. But everybody else on the team at that position on the offensive line was over 300. We didn't have a scale at Wil- Wilmington College for Come those on. guys to weigh in. Didn't have a scale? At, that, that went over 300. Oh, okay, okay. Right, yeah. so everybody else could weigh in. Yeah. But when they had to go to weigh in, they had to go to the local grain manufacturer. <laughs> It, over at the over at the warehouse, they put them on a grain scale. This is the NFL. This was the NFL, yes. And these guys bitching and complaining about fields, and this field's slippery, this field's dangerous. I'm not playing on that field. Yeah, right. Yeah. I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> I know you're all victims making $50 million, whatever. Sure, sure. But they're fighting for what's right now. Oh, yeah. Keep fighting, guys. Fighting for what's right. Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Come on, Steve. Come on in. It's okay. Do some work. Steve Appier, one of our great engineers here, is getting ready for Adam and the Metal Hawks. And I saw him, like, run in and then run out because the segment was starting. I said, who cares? Just do what you got to do over here, Steve. Come on, man. It's all good. We're all friends. All colleagues. Set that up. Uh, all right, Jerry, what's happening over there, man? We are brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com and by Jackpocket. Play official state lottery games on your phone. Buy or don't buy? That's the question. Buy or don't buy? Don't buy. <laughs> yes, exactly right. Rob Sala on the Oh the Pain podcast. Oh, oh here we go. <laughs> With Joe B. Here is how uh, this whole thing starts as he introduces the head coach. I can't believe you're on. Let's start with that. No, Joe, I appreciate you inviting me, man. Um, I've uh, always, you know, admire you from afar. A lot of people speak the world of you in this building. Buy or no buy? A lot of people inside the jet building speak very highly of Joe B. No, no buy. No, no way. <laughs> and I know that for a fact. <laughs> that is not speculation. That is fact. Well, Joe agrees with you. I find it hard to believe that there's people in the building that speak highly of me, but we'll 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 leave it at that for right now. <laughs> right, he misspoke. He meant they hate him. <laughs> uh, here was Salah. So you know, you get Joe being Joe. Uh, he's got the coach on. He's going to make sure he gets his opinion in, including telling the coach what they should do in the draft. First round draft pick's got to be an offensive lineman, coach. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, we you know we, you we know. have to take. I don't care if it's a center, if it's a guard, if it's a tackle. The offensive line, to me, has to be addressed, number one. Salah was very good with I don't care if he's blind. <laughs> he's got to be, I'm telling you right now, 345 pounds and just, I don't, just have him go, bro. I mean, he understands. As long as he's healthy, like Begden. I mean, what a slob he is. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> when he got done telling what they should do in the draft, he made sure to tell Salah what they should not do at quarterback. I'm all for Rodgers, but I got to tell you, bro. 
if we could get Derek Carr in here, I mean, I would sign him before we lose him because the drop-off after that is, is pretty heavy after that. I know you, you think Ryan Tannehill's good. I don't see that. I mean, to me, that's unacceptable. <laughs> unacceptable. <laughs> Man, that is, that's got to be, like, impossible. Like, if, was, if you're Rob Sala on the other end. He was smiling through the whole thing. He talked him through it. Yeah. It was pretty good, actually. I'm going through my notes here. Another question. Oh, yeah. All gas, no brakes. My ass. My freaking ass. Bro, how about that? Did he ask him about Zach Wilson? Um, yeah, I just got to that part. Okay, so, okay. Or they were talking about, uh, before I came in, the part where they were discussing the two Patriot games, specifically the one in New England. Okay. So I haven't grabbed it yet, but that's where I was just up to. Uh, Joe calls Sala. Um, in terms of the way he deals with the players, what Joe sees. My one concern with you is I get the impression, and maybe I'm wrong because I'm not in the locker room, that you're a little too soft on the players. How about that? <laughs> no, that's fair, fair question. <laughs> I love the question. I love the question. Yeah, he doesn't is. have to say how about that. He doesn't have to say that. It's a great question. It's though. a great question. And he answered it. Yeah. He yeah. basically said it's like uh, we take care of things in-house and I'm never going to. Share that publicly. You know, good, good for Joe. Good it's for awesome. Him, that's a great question. Yeah. Don't need that. <laughs> How about that? That's his signature, though, I guess, right? My one concern with you is I get the impression, and maybe I'm wrong because I'm not in the locker room, that you're a little too soft on the plays. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> that's great. You weren't here on Friday. We were previewing this. Yes. <laughs> I, said, I said at some point in this interview, I could see Joe, Joe going, so it says here you're a Muslim. How about that? <laughs> Can we spend a couple of minutes on this? Is that okay? Is that not okay? I don't know. I don't know anymore. What's okay? What's not okay? Bro. <laughs> Pretty sure he didn't ask him. Okay, okay, good. Thank God. I'm going to go through a list of holidays. You tell me if you celebrate them or not. <laughs> Just for my own understanding. <laughs> Halloween. <laughs> Yes or no? Just yes or no. No explanation. We'll just do this quick. I know you've got to go somewhere. Only a couple of minutes. A couple quickies. <laughs> uh, Easter. The- <laughs> <laughs> uh, how long do you think you gave him? Uh, what the? Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say twenty-five minutes. More. Really? More. Wow. Oh, Half hour? More. 45 minutes? 39 minutes. Jeez. Hey, good, good for, for Rob Sala. Sala. Great. Good for Joe B. That's very cool. And that's and a good question, though, by the way. That's a really good question. About the softness. Soft. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> the golf game will happen. So you were asking me about golf. So we got to play. So, so I'd love to. I can set it up. You can come up by me. I can come down by you. And Sala set in. There you go. What do you think? Wait, 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 see Joe will line up for a putt. (laughs) What the F is this? (laughs) Yeah. But like Joe plays at that one public course up to the shed. <laughs> That's what I heard. Yeah, he gets a right, right Dude, down. He's all the way down to the bottom yeah. of his putter. <laughs> he by does way, have an odd way of putting. By the way, was my putter broke? Oh, did it? <laughs> yeah. Did like you I, break it? I did not break oh. it. It just came apart and uh, wanted to do it much. But I was really ticked off because I had a, I ended up putting with my driver for the last two holes and lost the last two holes. So that's my excuse. But there was a guy 
on in the Dominican yeah. that was able to weld my putter back together that night. Joanna Cespedes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's amazing. Wow. wow. I thought that was such an that is an amazing get when you can find somebody Holder on a coal. welder that yeah. can fix your putter and know what he's welding and what he's trying to do with the putter. It's probably on Joe Carrera's payroll no, down no, there, just no. waiting for clubs to break. He puts his welding helmet no, on. I, it was, it was like, <laughs> that was that was there you go. <laughs> there it is. Right, yes. By the way, you've played a long time. How many uh, hole in one? You ever got any? One. What? You know, Joe has three of them. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Three. It's incredible. And he has, he's only been playing for like. What, 15 years? 2000. I came out there in 2000. Okay, so longer than that, 23. So, yes, a little bit longer than that. But still, I've played longer than that on one. Close a couple times, but never had one. So, that's the Oh, the Pain podcast. Good get by Joe. They certainly seem like oh, they the did pain. enjoy it. <laughs> oh, the pain, yes. No pain for the Knicks last night in Boston as they hung tough through two overtimes and came away with a win. 19 on the shot clock, 24 on the game clock here in the overtime. Randall against Jalen Brown, standing on the three-point line, tiptoeing it, up fakes. Wanda wants the three, couldn't, gets rid of it to Emmanuel quickly. Quickly turns the corner, he's in the paint, forces it up and in, tie game. Wow. And quickly with every big bucket, he scored 38, a career high, and the Knicks beat Boston in double overtime on the road, 131-129. He was 15 of 28 shooting. Really had it going. Here was quickly on ESPN afterwards. So how about this team and this streak? We got some dogs. We got some dogs. Um, can't wait to get back, celebrate. But, you know, we're we not satisfied at all. We want to continue to get better, uh, continue to make a push down the stretch. Winning streak. Hey, is he it and nine? I see the same. We see a lot of life in the same way. Oh, do you? Like, yeah, because people are saying to me, like, you know, what's the guys like you work with at the radio station? What's the, I said, we got some dogs up there, man. <laughs> <laughs> Al Duke is a, is a dog up in this bitch. <laughs> That's what you tell people? Yeah. I said, Dukes. And I'll tell you what. He's a dog. Right. He's like a retired greyhound with a urinating problem. <laughs> oh, he even sounds like one of them. <laughs> <laughs> dog. Oh, uh, you're my dog, Al. <laughs> a screaming injured dog. Yep. Yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> Julius Randall had 31 and I'm picturing Al coming in with one of those cones around his neck. <laughs> Can't scratch his ears. <laughs> My dog. <laughs> my dog. But hey, you know, I'll tell you what, in all seriousness, think about his development as a player. Right? Drafted mm-hmm. and developed. Mm-hmm. And look what he's turned into. Yeah. I mean, and that's why a lot of teams have been inquiring about him after the Jalen Brunson free agent signing. They were like, well, this guy, we'd have him star on our team right away, every day. So I'm glad the Knicks have kept him. Nets beat the Hornets, 102-86, monster first quarter for one of the new Nets. Here's Bridges, speed dribble, pulls back, jumper is good again. Mikel Bridges cannot miss. He has made his first eight shots. He has 17 points. The Nets lead it 28-17, and a timeout on the floor. Bob Usler on the fan. He would start nine for nine in that first quarter, have 19 of his 33 as the Nets just buried the Hornets, 102-86. Spencer Dinwiddie added 24. Jacques Vaughn says Bridges and Dinwiddie doing the job. Really starts with uh, with Spencer and Mikhail and their ability to get us going and uh, to be focused. And uh, I, I thought Spencer found Mikhail early and Mikhail was extremely aggressive for us. Kind of. And then it was uh, Dinwiddie late to see a bunch of threes. And so the Nets go to 36 and 28 with the back to back wins, uh, winning in Boston. And then last night, Cam Johnson 11 points and 10 rebounds from college basketball. Rutgers lost to North. 
Northwestern, 65-53. They'll play Michigan on Thursday afternoon, Big Ten Tournament. CAA quarterfinals, Hofstra easy, and I mean easy over William & Mary. They win 94-56. Can even say maybe not even that close. Uh, that's how much they beat them up yesterday. And Stony Brook lost to Charleston, who is a team that you are concerned for. Yeah, College of Charleston. They were ranked in the top 25 at one point this season. They had this big home winning streak, and Hofstra went in there and beat them. So if that, it's either them or Towson in the championship for the CAA. That's going to be against Hofstra, hopefully. Uh, that's going to be a battle for, oh, there you uh, go. for UN- a bid. Yeah, right. UNC Wilmington Hofstra at 6 on CBS Sports Network, followed by Charleston and Towson at 8.30. Spring baseball, Mets beat the Cardinals. Uh, Francisco Lindor and Pete Alonso hit homers. Um, Kodai Sanga didn't have the greatest of starts just by walking a couple of guys. Also a bit uncomfortable with the pitch clock. Here was Buck Showalter. We live in a very imperfect world, and it's obviously a sport that's you're not going to be perfect in, but you got to chase it. You gotta chase it and make sure you handle the the chase for it in the right way, knowing you know, what they all do. He even sounds bored at this yeah, point. Yeah, I know. I was gonna say it's all right. Just March, and he sounds tapped out. <laughs> right? Yes, there's March 5th, and he's had it up. He's got three more weeks to go of these uh, spring games. Um, Lindor and Alonzo on their way to the WBC now. Uh, should be noted that Jose Quintana was going to pitch in it. He is no longer, I don't think, because he had left side tightness after throwing one inning yesterday. He will have testing later today. Yankees beat the Braves 10-6. Carlos Rodon, however, did not pitch all that well. He allowed five runs over two innings. Uh, here was Aaron Hicks over the weekend. There's a lot of chatter about Aaron Judge maybe playing some left field. Hicks is like, hey, wait a second. I want to be the left fielder. It's my spot, and, you know, I, I'm here to to do whatever I need to do to be able to make sure I get that position. But uh, most importantly, I need to have a spring training that um, allows me to be ready to go for, for the season. We'll see. I know when he came to bat in his first game in the uh, in Tampa, he got booed last week. Let me ask you about the Yankees. So I'm going to be down in Florida. We're going to do a fishing trip over a weekend with some guys. One of the days, the fishing that's fallen through, the captain called us and canceled. So we're trying to figure out something else. The Yankees are in Dunedin, which Don't is going to be 25 minutes north of where we're going to be. That sounds great. Okay, go see them. Yeah. But, like, do you think the Yankees would help me out in, like, you know, a little batting practice, spring training, you know, a little something like that as opposed to just sitting in the stadium? Because I want, if I'm going to do it, I want to be like, you know, show my friends, like, hey, look at this. This That's a cool thing. Think they would do it? I don't know. You'd think, um, or you think the Yankees hate me because I've been crushing them for so well, long. Well, you think Aaron Boone would let you sit on the bench just like uh, Hofstra, you know, yeah, Claxton did? Yeah, I think so. Maybe you get a uniform. The pitching coach for the day. You could trip on the upper step when you come out of the dugout. <laughs> <laughs> you think they would though? If I no. was like, I'm coming. You don't think they'd do anything for me? Yeah, I think they would. You, they would. Yeah, okay. I mean, we're, we're their radio friends, partner. But you, probably. At least a yeah. media pass where you can hang out around the cage. All right. Yeah. I mean, look at so you your friends can watch you. Yeah, uh, no, 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 no. They're, no, I would get them down there. No, no, that's that. that. your push. face. Get look them. at that face, that intense face that you have coaching with Hofstra, shaking hands. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Look at this. I brought that, I brought that energy to that team that you day. Did, you did. I could tell. <laughs> it was even in the handshake line. <laughs> I probably shouldn't have done that. <laughs> well, you're on the bench. Well, now that I got treated like that with Hofstra, the Yankees are going to have to step it up. So maybe they'll have me actually play. Well, the Islanders treat you well. Oh, Islanders treat me great. Made oh, Sal Licata an Islander fan. I did. That's right. Well, it was also the owner's box. True. Get yeah, but- with Hal. See what he says. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, imagine. Yeah, I don't think Hal's going to Dunedin. Well, Probably not. I don't think any, anybody's going to Dunedin. Like that Yankee group that I'm going to get that day is all going to be numbers over seventy five. Necessarily, that, that could be a split squad game. Probably, and they, then WBC. I think will still be going on at that oh, point too. Why don't you go to a WBC game? Where are they playing? Miami. Else? 
Nets at Marlins Park. Yeah, no. Every game's being played. No, there? no, not every game. I don't have to see the schedule, but I know that's one of the Pretty sites. Sure, it's all sold out. By the way, yeah, no, these things do well. Yeah, I mean, I, we don't care, but a lot of people do. I mean, obviously, the Puerto Rican and Dominican teams are stacked, and they have a big rivalry with each other. And I think that's where a lot of the fans are coming from. I think San Diego's another site. So, should be fun. Uh, the agent for Jets Tackle, Dwayne Brown, says he is coming back next season. And the Devils in Phoenix last night get the game winner in overtime. Up ahead for Heischer. Two on one if he hustles with Hala. Heischer across the line. Snap and score! Overtime game winner for the captain, Nico Heischer. And the Devils win 5-4. to four. I'm starting to dream here, Jerry. I am starting to dream. <laughs> I'm dreaming of Matt Lager. <laughs> and the Devils take a 3-0 series lead on the Rangers. Right in the Right in the I'll start a dream with Matty Lachlan. Chico goes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Woo! Woo! <laughs> Tarasenko just sloping the mug. Back. Yeah, loafing back. <laughs> Lazy ass Tarasenko! Score! <laughs> yeah! Woo! Oh, it's going to be glorious. Oh, funny. 5 4 was the final last night. Network, top of the hour, Adam and the Metal Hawks are joining us. They'll be our band for Boomer and Geo live on April 7th at White Eagle Hall. All right, so these guys have a lot of fun at what they're doing. There's no question. Yeah. They're supremely talented. They come up with all these unique ideas, to say the least. This gargling one that you showed me, <laughs> it got 12 million views. So they did an ACDC song. Whoa, that's, that's another one of their songs. They did an ACDC song. Like gargling with water, and it got 12 million views on on Instagram. You think we could do something like that? No, no, not <laughs> no. I would choke immediately. I mean, I don't know how in the hell he, they pulled that off, and then they just started laughing, and it ended up going viral, obviously with 12 million views. But uh, but yeah, this this is it, right? <laughs> like being in my hotel room out in Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, it's so good. So we're, we are excited for them and all the stuff they're going to bring to the show today and, of course, uh, at uh, Boomer and Geo Live as well. Uh, all right, so uh, tomorrow the deadline, the, the franchise tag deadline, 4 p.m. for Daniel Jones. It's not going to happen today. I don't think you're going to find out some long-term deal is happening today. I think this thing goes right down to the wire Tomorrow, and the way that these two teams or two sides seem to be apart, forty-five million plus to where the Giants want to pay him, which I'm assuming is somewhere in the high thirties, they're going to end up franchise tagging him. That's right. what's going to happen, and both sides should not want this for different reasons. From the Giants' side, you got to guarantee that entire 
uh, $30 plus million dollars for Daniel Jones, which is prohibitive with the cap. And also, you don't get a long-term deal if you're Daniel Jones. So both of these sides don't want this, but I think they're so far apart that that's exactly what both sides are going to end up getting, is one more year, another prove-it year with Daniel Jones, and here we go again for him to try to get that contract. That's why if I were him, I'd say, yeah, $38 million a year? Fine. Let's go. I'm in. Yeah, I would think that uh, you'd... You know, if he really believes in himself and he thinks that he can do what he did this year and even more next year, assuming that the team can build around him, unfortunately, that may not be the case if he ends up on the tag because that's going to eat up a big percentage of the salary cap. They're not going to be able to move, move money around. So he is basically going to be putting himself in a, a unique situation where he's going to be making a lot of money. He's going to be betting on himself, but he's going to hamstring the team. From going out there and getting maybe a top-end free agent or making a trade for somebody. If you're in that locker room and you see the way he's handling this, but you know Daniel Jones' personality, and he's always been a, a team kid. guy. He's a great kid. Right. But are you thinking like, huh, you know, this, is, this is kind of looking at it a little bit differently now. If there's different ways that he could structure this and help the team out, and right. maybe this is not the route he's going. Well, I, I, I just think that there are players in this league like Patrick Mahomes, like Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, where the players that they play with say, man, these are the guys. They know that they're the ones that are the best players at their respective positions or one of the best players and need to be paid for. Just like Tyreek Hill, just like Devontae Adams, <clears throat> just like Nick Bosa is going to get a huge sure. contract. You, you know who the top end players are and everybody knows that. I, and as much as I hope that Daniel can get as much as he can get, uh, I, I would always fight for the player in this situation. Um, you got to be reasonable, I'll, though. I'll, well, I also understand uh, the ripple effect that has in the locker room. I, I'm, I'm sure the guys like and respect him. Yeah. But I don't think that they look at him like the Bills look at Josh Allen. Or no the way. Bengals look at Joe Burrow. No way. And that's I know they the like him. That's why everybody him. wants Daniel here. But they want Daniel here on a modified four-year deal where the Giants can spread some of the money out so they can get other players and put other players around Daniel. So let's say, you know, they're going to let go. Kenny Galladay is going to be one of these guys. That's gonna he's already gone. Go. Yeah, he's already gone. Right, right. So it's going to be retroactive to June 1st, and that's going to spread some money out and take some of the pressure off the salary cap so they can spend money in other places. But between, you know, Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley and trying to acquire another wide receiver or drafting one at the top of the first round, which is, seems to be very likely for the Giants, um, and they'll go down that road again, um, this is going to be, you know, really interesting to see what happens here in the next, you know, 36 hours. Yeah, I mean, to me, it just it, something would have to change from the reporting that we have seen drastically for these two sides to get close. And I think the same thing's going to happen with Lamar Jackson. If the Ravens want him back, they're going to franchise tag him and they're either well, going to keep him or they're going to trade him. You can transition tag him. And that's where the, the Ravens will say, OK, Lamar, you know, we I don't even know how they even discuss any of this with Lamar. Because, again, he has no agent. Yeah, it's him and his mom. So they're it. talking to him how weird this has got to be. Yeah. And, you know, maybe he is just, I don't know how engaged he is. I don't know if he's at the facility. I don't know if they're Zooming these things. I don't know if he is, you know, steadfast in his demands. So maybe Baltimore just transitions him, meaning that let somebody else negotiate a contract. Let him see what his worth is out on the open market. And then we can decide whether or not we want to 
uh, match it, or we want to take the two first-round draft choices as compensation. Wasn't that a option for the Giants as well with Daniel it, Jones? It is. Yes, I mean, is. I even think even more so because you know that somebody's going to go out there and pay Lamar Jackson to change their franchise as an MVP, former MVP. Daniel Jones, that's really testing your market value. By going out there and see you on another team. That, see, well, if I were Joe I mean, Shane, I'd call his bluff with a transition tag. That's what I would do. Go ahead. Go see. See what you got. And then if, if someone signs you, great. We get two first-round picks for you. A tremendous. We could get two first-round picks for you if we tried to trade you right now. Or somebody else did the negotiating and you got a reasonable deal and we'll match it. That too. Yeah, right. Exactly. So you're always protected if you're the Giants and it seems to make a lot of sense to me. Yeah. <clears throat> That's what I would do if I were I mean, premium quarterbacks like Lamar Jackson are worth two first-round draft picks. Oh, yeah. No, exactly. I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily know that I would feel the same way about Daniel, but, you know, maybe if you put him on a team that runs a similar offense and has better skilled players around him, maybe, maybe you know, he'll throw for 30 touchdowns. Well, I mean, I think that's the argument. If you, if you think that Daniel Jones could be Jalen Hurts on the Eagles – then that's what the agents, the new agents for Daniel Jones are saying. Like, you put this guy around and surround him by A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith and that running game and that offensive line, he could be in the MVP discussion, too. I don't necessarily believe that, but if I'm his agents, that's what I'm trying to sell. You know, I don't know where that initial $45 million per year number came from. I don't know if that was speculation on people or that came from the agents or that came from internal people that i can't imagine that anybody internally at the giants would ever want to talk about any of this stuff publicly yeah no way right so it's got to be coming from the agent side the player side or somebody that's in between team and agents you know what i mean yeah yeah so that number to me was like shocking when i saw it well i mean it's been confirmed like multiple reporters have confirmed that it really, at the end Pat of the day, Leonard had it. Dan Dugan had it. Ryan Dunleavy had it. all these beat writers. You had could it. say forty-five million a year, all you want. It really comes down to the guaranteed money and how the contract is structured. And you know, these second agents are going to want to are going to want to have some crazy number. Yeah, right. You know that is attached to Daniel Jones. Maybe two hundred million over five years. That would be forty million dollars a year. But really, how is the money spent and how is it paid out? Well, that thing you showed me when we were talking before the show about the spot track Daniel yeah. Jones contract thing. Right, yeah. I mean, just looking at those numbers, the amount of guarantees, was it five years, $200 million? Yeah, but the guarantee was like $85 million. But, I Which mean, means that means you got you got him for the next two years. And if you don't like what he's done the next two years, then you get rid of him. But the numbers, when you're looking at it, those are... But that, that's what the agent wants. <laughs> the agent wants the numbers. What I want to know is the real money. That's that's what I want to know. I want to know the Deshaun Watson money yeah. that he is getting and what he's getting paid for. I don't want some Fugazi agent coming in and saying, "Yeah, two hundred fifty million for five years," but you know, uh, you know, eighty five of it's guaranteed. The other, you know, you could do all sorts of crazy things. You know what I mean? And, yeah, and make it look good, but in reality, it's just a joke. Just so the agents look decent. Yeah. Was it C.J. Stroud? You mentioned Deshaun Watson. Was it C.J. Stroud, the combine, that said the two quarterbacks he looks up to are Deshaun Watson and Michael Vick? <laughs> <laughs> I think, I forget which, it might have been C.J. Yeah, I think, it, yeah, 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 right. What, what quarterbacks inspired him growing up? Michael Vick and Deshaun Watson. Yeah, so the, the guy ran the, uh, the, the uh, legal dogfighting ring and then the pervert... 
massage guy. Also. Yeah, well, I think he was talking about the guys on the field, obviously. But inspired. You know? Yeah, I mean, he looks pretty good, too, doesn't he? Yeah, of course. You know, the thing of that about this Anthony Richardson kid is going to be the accuracy question. Because mm-hmm. he never, uh, he had, I don't think he completed over 60% of his passes at Florida. You know, and in college football, these guys are running wide open. Generally. No, they are. <laughs> um, and, you know, C.J. Stroud wasn't, at, you know, really much better when he came to in this particular combine performance, you know, people felt like his accuracy really wasn't as sharp as they thought it was going to be. So, so do I, you, I don't know what I don't know. What you right. think. This is like football and underwear. Who knows? That's right. Uh, do you hear those guys warming up out there, Al? I got a text message from uh, Sean Moore. I said, "Who the hell do you have coming on? They're doing an impromptu Aerosmith concert in the break room." <laughs> yeah, I heard some uh, ACDC back there before. Yeah, so no. they're all they're getting warmed up. Are they gargling or what are they doing? <laughs> no, they no, doing straight. Would you like to request that from them? We'll get some water out nah, if you'd like nah, them to nah, do that. No, no, no. What are they banging on out there, Al? That I don't know. <laughs> well, i go take a look and see what they're banging there's on. There's a lot of counters and coffee machines back there. Yeah, they got yeah, vending machines and I all think that there's stuff. there's a lot of things in here that they can be banging on. Yeah, we'll see. We got hey, Al, how about if they bang you when they come in? <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, out of the Metal Hogs next on Boomer and Geo on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. And Gio Coney alive for the little Ford Tough Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. Hopefully this works. <laughs> no, it's Steve, it's a Steve Aprier production. Of course it's going to work. What are you talking Usually about? Usually at the beginning we get off and then like just like a bad start, and then things settle down. What you talking about? And an Aprier production? Uh, yeah, and the that nervousness kind of calms down a little bit. Sure. So let's we'll, see if these things work here. All right. Very good. The microphones for Adam and the Metalhawks, which is going to be the band that will be performing with us. At Boomer and Geo Live, Friday, April 7th at White Eagle Hall in Jersey City. The tickets are sold out. They sell, they sold out immediately, but we'll give you a chance to win some tickets in the next couple of weeks. And Adam and the Metal Hawks are in studio with us right now. Guys, what's happening? And they, right. <laughs> Is it coming through the microphone, guys? No, it's not, of course. Of course. Hello. Hello. Uh, Turn on the other here, big here. mic, Al. Yeah, yeah, there you go. The, this one. Turn that one on. All right, very good. There we go. Yeah, I just used that one. We're coming in. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Well, that one that one What's sounds going a little... on, everybody? There you go. Bye. All right. So, Adam, Ryan, Johnny, and Griffin, and these guys have just absolutely taken over social media with what they do. I mean, TikTok and Instagram, you got a million Instagram followers. You go through your videos. I saw the gargling ACDC one got 12 million views. <laughs> For God's yeah, sakes. That is incredible. When did you know you guys really hit with social media? Like, when was that moment? Well, so, uh, we kind of were forced to join social media uh, once COVID hit and the lockdowns and we couldn't play our, our shows. We had a bunch of tours line up. So uh, we jumped on social media just playing some funny covers. And we noticed it's kind of humor slanted on social media, of course. Uh, you got to get people's attention. Sure. So, uh, But we wanted to keep it in that classic rock music, you know, cause that we love. Yeah. So uh, we com- combined the two and... We started out with like blue bowls on our heads and hitting them with water bottles to use for percussion. Uh, we've used kitchen, you know, household items. Uh, but I think the biggest thing that we did was we were able to get Jack Black's attention. Yeah. Uh, and he actually duetted our video uh, of us singing his song. And it was just an amazing moment, you know, uh, millions of views, uh, over 100 million across all platforms. And to have th- that amount of eyes on us was just incredible. And especially to be with, you know, one of my heroes, Jack Black. Amazing. 
So that was that was probably the biggest moment for us. And so it, four Long Islanders. Yep. Right. So uh, let me see. Uh, I was gonna say Griffin, the drummer. Yeah. All right. So you guys all collaborate together to come up with all these different ideas and what to hit. How you guys are playing a guitar together at the same time? It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we really we all get together, go to one of the, one of the guys' houses. We we'll just go off on the on the fly and we'll just. We'll just brainstorm and see what we can come up with. Just talking about different ideas. It's like, nope, that one's bad. Nope, that one's bad. And then eventually we come up with something like that, for example, which is just, it really took off. We got so many millions of views on a couple of those. Right, who uh, came up with the gargling idea? That was Well, you know, because as a singer, I end up gargling uh, to just preserve my voice, especially after shows as like a recovery uh, and, you know, I, I'm not just going to gargle just regularly yet, so I am end up doing some melodies while gargling. I'm like, that would be a good video. <laughs> and of course, as soon as I bring it to the guys, they're like, you're crazy. What the yeah. hell is that? Well, why would you do that? <laughs> but uh, I think it came out a pretty good 12 video. 12 million views on that, right? Yeah. 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 Amazing. Well, it's amazing. Well, you know, good these guys look. Look at yes. this. I mean, is that not a rock band? Or is that, that is a rock, rock band, band on CBS Sports? <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were a country band for a second. Yeah. <laughs> and you guys still like one another, which is great because generally these for now, yeah. for now. <laughs> we'll these bands right, end so, up hating each other. All right, hold on, Johnny, how old are you? I'm 19. You're 19, 19 years old. 19. All right, well, and you're hanging out with these motley crew. Look at this. <laughs> it's, it's great. So, but you're all Long Islanders, right? What high schools did you guys go to? Johnny and I went to Plain Edge. Yeah, Plain, oh, Plain Edge. Edge. I was in JFK. JFK High School. JFK. Yeah. And I was in uh, Wanta High School. Okay. Wanta. 28 years. Off the Southern State. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, I know it well. Juan Paul. We're 29 off the Southern You're 29. Yeah. Don't even talk into that microphone right now because that's not working for some reason. I think it actually is. I think it actually is now. Yes, Steve. Are they working Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. They were working. Oh, they were. I'll do it. You wouldn't tell me that they're working because you wanted me to get mad at Steve They're all. It's all right. It's all good. All right. Is that one working, Adam, now? Can you try? Not that that one. Let's see. Let's try Testing. Very good. All right. Go. Tremendous. Well, now it's not again. <laughs> right. It's off and on. Uh, all right. So the other thing that you guys do that is, is just genius for social media is the attention span stuff. So you, like, hit it so hard to grab people's attention, and the videos aren't very long. And then also, I think you as the front man, capturing people with your facial expressions and all of that, it's like, it's like, it's intoxicating for these 12 seconds. You can't get enough, and you're scrolling, you're scrolling, and you're scrolling. Like, how do you decide, like, what's the perfect length for a video where it doesn't get too long, where you lose people's attention? It's hard. I mean, you know, social media is like you're saying, you know, people's attention spans getting shorter and shorter and you have to just catch them right away. Uh, and it's a combination of finding the right moment to end. Like you're saying, you know, you, you got to make sure it doesn't trail on forever. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it's very important to have that beginning as well to catch the audience. And that's why you kind of have to inject some humor in as well yeah. uh, to make kind of give it a hook. Like, you know, what's the catch of the video? It can't just be we're, we're playing a song. It's got to be gargling or bowls or crazy things happening. Sure. It's, it's actually great. You know, now, Ryan. Okay, you're the bassist. Yeah. And these other guys. Unfortunately. Have, right. But <laughs> just these, kidding. These other guys have no idea who Boomer and Geo are. They have no idea what WFAN is. <laughs> but you and your dad obviously knew about me and Carton, and you know about me and Geo as well, right? Oh, yeah. 
Oh, yeah. So you understand the crowd that you're going to be playing in front of. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Tons of sports legends. I heard Bernie Williams might be making an appearance. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yeah. no, fans out there. Is, don't, 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 <laughs> don't let any of this surprises out of the bag right here, please. <laughs> we don't know what I, I, I don't even know for sure. I'm just, I'm just talking out of my behind. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> so uh, any idea what you guys are going to be doing for the uh, party on April 7th? You have a, a, like a run yeah, yeah. show? You so guys we've actually been working on an original uh, album, a new album. We actually have... Uh, our first album right here for you guys. Oh, nice. Great. All right, very good. Absolutely. Pass that one down. Can I great. download it? Do I have to? I don't even have a Of course you can download it. You know, we're, we're in the new age, but also okay. it's nice to have something physical yeah. in your hand, you know? Absolutely. We can sign it for you after the show, too. Which oh, tremendous. I see, I see that. that Johnny has a halo over his head. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yes, you can tell that's the outdated <laughs> album. Yes. Uh, clearly is. Okay. But, so, uh, but this new album we're working on, uh, we're going to play a bunch of cool songs for you guys. Uh, and we'll have, a, of course, our favorite covers. And we also brought some covers for you guys today. Give you guys a little taste. Perfect. Perfect. Which is exactly what we want to do now. So, uh, Steve, why don't you come in and uh, lower the microphone to the guitar. And we'll get uh, Adam in the metal. Say hi to Steve, everybody. Yeah, Steve Apria. Yeah, Steve Apria. Yes, on TV. There you go, Steve. Steve look at that. Is this you look thing great. Hundred percent, or is, was there a mistake in the beginning? There was no mistake. <laughs> there was no mistake. Okay. <laughs> I mean, Al Duke said there was a mistake. No, no, Al Duke no, no, said everything there was fine. a mistake. Everything's all good. Okay. All yeah. right. Okay. All right. Very good. Uh, okay. So we'll 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 see how it goes. But uh, we are very excited to hear you guys. <laughs> We're very excited to hear you guys, so whatever you want, you take it away. Adam and the Metal Hawks are banned for Boomer and Geo Live that we are absolutely in love with. Hand it over to you. You ready, boys? Yes. As I'll ever be. Two. One, two, three, go. We're going to take you a little bit through time of rock and roll. Let's do it. Some folks are born.
That's exactly oh what we need Friday night. Oh, yes, and we're going to get 100%. <laughs> we are going to get it. That is just, that's spectacular. And to be able to transition and Griffin, to... what the hell were you hitting on? <laughs> yeah, what is that? Yeah. I, don't know, I, couldn't, I couldn't see what you were doing because, of course, the, the guitarists want to get in front of you. <laughs> there it is. Here's Griffin. Oh, wow. I didn't even know what that was back there. So there's like a little snare built inside the box, and I just smack it, and it, it makes a nice sound. It does make a nice A little bit of music education for you. It sounds extra pumpy, you know? Yes, it does. Yes. I liked it. Now, these are obviously songs that were written and performed way before you guys were born. And you all seemed to love it, and you found each other. So, like, how how did that happen? What what was the love of the classic rock? How did it? How'd you guys get brought into that world? I think, at least for me, definitely it came from my parents. Because yeah, you want to want to raise that up for me? Yeah, come on, swear that for you. Doing my best Steve impression here. Yes. <laughs> there we go. All right, all right. perfect. There we go. Perfect. So, like, I, like I was saying, you know, I think I think it definitely comes from you know, like our parents, like. Like, my parents especially, because they met at a recording studio, and they're really into music. Um, but it was pretty much a similar story for all of us. You know, like, him and I met in school and started jamming. Then a few years ago, we hooked up with Adam, and then Griffith eventually, and then four years later, here we are at WFAN. <laughs> so you came, you came up with the Metalhawks, right? Is that what, was, whose idea was that? I might have been... I'm the only original member. Oh, you are? That's the Mohawks. Oh, you said Mohawks. We just went Metal Hawks, boom, Metal Hawks. I never had a Mohawk for the record, so don't try and picture that. (laughs) I was going to say, I like his hair. My hair in high school. Yeah, no, it's perfect. I mean, on TV, they look uh, like, I'm looking at him here when I see him on TV. I'm like, these guys are rock stars. They're absolute rock stars. Might as well be Oasis. They are. (laughs) Well, yeah. Um, So are we making money yet, guys, or what's going on? I mean, how how does this... Our accountant uh, doesn't want us to speak about that at this time, but uh, <laughs> no comment. I mean, you know, we're just lucky that we have such a great fan base. Uh, we have like over five million followers across all right. platforms, uh, and we get comments from all around the world. We're actually uh, touring in the UK this year uh, in wow. October. Nice. If you guys want any of our tour dates, uh, just check out amhband.com. Amh Adam and the Metalhawks. AMHband.com. Well, Boom. and the reason not to make you uncomfortable, I bring up the money is you guys are amazingly talented. You got all these views. I mean, there's not a lot of people that I are mean, as talented. Influencers, exactly. Right? I mean, you're you're twenty <laughs> something years old. You should you should be killing it. I mean, guys <laughs> like you should be killing it. You know, um, you, I want to see you guys driving around in Ferraris in a couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> so do I. So do I. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yes. Good. All right. We're focused. So we got to focus. They're right. going to be on the right. Like this right here. When they sign this, we're going to have like one of the first ever like Adam and the Metal Hawks signed before they were bigger than the world. You know, that's what I feel like. Well, you're that's unleashing it. You're unleashing well, it. <laughs> Least, you gotta get the new one. See when it comes out. The new well, album. Of course. You yes. Me? I mean, course. I feel like we guys we're now connected forever. You know, yes. this is yes. you guys are performing at this Boomer and Geo live. You're not gonna be able to get rid of us, and we won't be able to get rid of you. I, I think it's a good. Not wait to see you guys like. on April seventh, man. With all your stuff, with everything in there. I mean, that and that room is gonna be unbelievable. It, 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 really, it really is. So, yes. Adam, Ryan, Johnny, Griffin, Adam, and the Metal Hawks. Uh, one more time, the website for people to go check it out. Amhband.com. And it's uh, the Instagram is just. Uh, you can find us at AMH Band uh, everywhere. Everywhere. TikTok, Great. YouTube. 
Instagram, the whole nine. Facebook, yeah, yeah. everything. The Facebook is still Facebook. My <laughs> Facebook. Space, yeah. LinkedIn. Facebook, Facebook. Facebook. LinkedIn. <laughs> All of it. All right, guys. Tinder. Tinder. <laughs> 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 All right, guys. Uh, hopefully, we will see you soon. We are going to see you April 7th, but maybe I'll show up at one of your shows at this yeah, point because uh, yeah, you guys are tremendous. Adam and the Metal Hawks, everybody. All right, tremendous guys. Job. Way to go, boys. Thanks All right. so much. Thanks Thank you. Us. All right. Yeah, we'll uh, hang for a little bit. on the fan and CBS Sports Network. As much as we enjoyed that, I think Eddie Scazzeri might have enjoyed it the most because that was just one Scazzeri tune after another right there, right in his wheelhouse. He didn't know the last one. Yeah, I wasn't, I'm not a huge Aerosmith fan. Oh, the last one. But the, you said my, after the first three, you were like, this is like Yeah, if perfect. they would have broken to three dog night at some point, that I, I might have had to leave. <laughs> was that Aerosmith song from Armageddon? Yes. I don't want. It made me laugh because it was such like a cheese ball song, and like the way they transitioned into it, I was like, "Oh man, that song!" Yeah, because I missed you, baby, and that's I what, don't want to miss it. Well, I was gonna say that's what made it so funny how they transitioned <laughs> yeah. from song to song. Right, right. Now that was very, very Pretty good. talented. Man, they're talented. Did you get a chance to hear that on the news? I report? heard the very. I heard the Aerosmith thing at the end. Oh, so good. Got to go back if you. Well, you, got, you don't have any time, but if no. you did have time, you should go back and, and hear that. And it was. Uh, and I don't know if we're allowed to post that because of the music. I know there's rules around that, but I would love to get that out on. Our social media. I don't know how long it is or whatever, but people need to see that. Uh, those guys are great. And hopefully they may, you know, it's tough because it's two in the classic rock covers, which everybody does, but hopefully their original stuff I haven't heard yet is really good and they make a real career out of this because they deserve it because they're that talented. All right, uh, Jerry, what's happening in sports? We are brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit superbook.com and by Town Fair Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. Same stuff's going on. It's been going on for four hours and that would be the Knicks. The Knicks winning their ninth straight last night in Boston. Manuel quickly deep on the left side against Marcus Smart. Quickly steps to his right, launches a three and drills it. Boy, they didn't give him much, but he took it. Uh, he sure did. He took it all night long, as a matter of fact. 38 points in his 55 minutes. Quickly was a one-man, what's up? No, it just <laughs> boomer and I, that he took it all night long. And we just had our sophomoric look at each other and <laughs> laughed like we were 12-year-olds again. Well, like we normally do. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> I understand. Jerry, what are you talking about? He took it all night long. <laughs> the, the announcer said he took it. He took it. All, all night, night long. long. 55 minutes worth right of taking it. <laughs> On the court, he took it all night long. <laughs> 55 minutes for quickly. 15 of 28 shooting. Knicks win. They beat the Celtics in double overtime, 131-129. Here's Tom Thibodeau loving himself some quickly. Quickly's my guy. So <laughs> you celebrate your team. You celebrate winning. Those are the things that you celebrate. And here was quickly. Yeah, that's such a New York thing to say if you're Thibodeau. He's my guy. Yeah, it's my guy. He's my guy. Uh, yes, here was quickly his guy on ESPN. How'd you do it? My teammates did a great job. Give me a place where I can be successful. Uh, I'm really proud of my team. Double overtime against a really good team. So uh, you can't ask enough for nothing better on a Sunday. Some of these shots he made last night, like that scooping one-handed layup, that three-pointer from like three feet outside the arc. Yeah. I mean, and they were all big shots, big moments. The mm -hmm. dunk. 
He loves those. Uh, yeah, the dunk was great. He loves those uh, those shots, those long threes. And when he makes them, it looks majestic. When it doesn't, he looks like he has no idea what he's doing. It's like everybody else in basketball. But, <laughs> but when he hits him, man, he's like, wow, look at this guy. Look how fast and quick he is. Those little floaters that he likes to do. And yep. I don't know. He's, uh, he's developing into quite the player. You know, the question like I have for him is okay. So Jalen Brunson is the leader. Yep. And he's been a really, really commendable six-man, great teammate, works hard at it, very likable guy. Seemed like he was having a great time last night. You just wonder, you know, how can he continue to do this because he's not going to have the ball in his hands as much. Yeah, what's also going to be interesting is when he, the time for him to get paid. Yes. And what the roster looks like at mm. that time. I mean, the point, the more he plays, the more you see, the more you like. Oh, the problem course. is, you know, and, and Jalen is great, too, so... I don't know, they could both play together. I don't, you know, there's no reason why they couldn't. Yeah, no, I agree. But if they were to trade for, let's say, a disgruntled superstar shakes loose, if they were to trade for somebody, the first player off that roster they're going to ask for is Emmanuel Quinn. I'm like, no way. He's Tibbs' guy. Yeah. Come on. guy. Uh, over, under. Over, mm. under. Love over, under. Over, under. Amount of three shot in this game last night. We will set the over, under at 81 and a half. Total, not for one team, obvious. So for some reason, 84 is in my head. I'm going to say Ola. Ola at 84. Boomer? I'm going to say 80. So you're taking under. the under. Boomer's taking, uh, uh, G's taking the over. G wins, and it's not close. 103s were shot last night. <laughs> the Celtics, I know it's what they do. They oh, shot yeah. 59 of them. Triple. And the Knicks the shot 41. That's insane. Absolutely nuts, yes. A lot of threes. So nine straight wins for the Knickerbockers, who are now 39 and 27. The Nets, meantime, beat the Hornets 102-86. Back-to-back wins for them. It was all about Mikael Bridges early. He had 33 on 9 of 9 shooting in the first quarter alone, where he scored 19 of those 33. Here was Nick Claxton. He's been solid. He's been more than solid. He's been phenomenal for us um, since we've got him. And, you know, he's got to keep building off of that. He's a great two-way player. Spencer Dinwiddie added 24. Brooklyn, the back-to-back wins puts them at 36-28 and 28 on the season with the 102-86 win last night. Meantime, you had the Suns beat the Mavericks 131-26. This was the battle of Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, two former Nets, uh, as they locked heads in, uh, where was that? in Dallas last night. Devin Booker would get into it with Luka at the end. Booker missing a shot that would have tied it with three seconds to go. Here was Booker's reaction to the little dust-up or flare-up. Yeah, I mean, I was talking to the ref. He said something to me the first, I responded. You know, you guys say you don't want everybody to be friendly, friendly. There you go. We got, you know, we got we got some smoke. Not really much smoke. <laughs> but they at least had to be separated momentarily. And that be that is Phoenix with Durant. Now, three, I believe Dallas with Irving, two and five, I think is the number <clears throat> that I saw. Like Luca normally makes that, but now that Irving's on his team, he's having such a profound negative effect on him. That Does this, do you think this goes back to Kyrie stomping on the logo in Boston, where all the bad luck has come from? <sighs> No, I don't think so. I, don't I, think I think it all comes from when he signed a contract with the Nets. No, it was b- b- before that, he was a mess. Forced himself out of Cleveland and the no. Celtics disaster. You know, I'm actually just having a little fun at your expense, Jerry. But I don't. I, you know, these this is this ain't going to work in Dallas. We all know that. So this Suns team is they they are pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> they're pretty good. I heard one guy say. They are outstanding already, and Aiton doesn't even get involved. <laughs> like, could you imagine if they figure out a way to get him? Yeah, they're going to be tough to beat in the West. There's that no is doubt. True. And remember, John Morant, about a month and a half ago, two months ago, said when asked who he's concerned about in the conference, he said nobody. 
<laughs> he goes. Well, he should be concerned about himself yes. and his own future. Right. So he's, he's lucky he's not arrested. Now. I was saying suspended. He's lucky he's not arrested for that. Here was Taylor Jenkins yeah. on the. I guess right now they're calling it a two-game suspension. Could be more because of him uh, with the gun and the nightclub and the uh, the live webcast. Very tough moment uh, for sure. Um, you know, I think the focus right now is Josh taking on the responsibility to really get the help he needs to get into a better place, uh, generally speaking, but also on the flip side uh, to be in a better place to, you know, embrace the responsibilities and expectations as a member of this team. Um, that's what we're dialoguing about. Um, you know, that's what we're going to support him through, but we're also going to hold him accountable too. Yep. I'm trying to think that, you know, he could have been arrested that night. I would think. Yeah, I don't know. The, I don't know the laws down there, but yeah, I'm not I sure. Can't take a gun out and just at a strip club. Yes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that was going to be moment of the yes. day. Uh, I'm sorry. It was. <laughs> it was. It was. Right, it was good. The, but it was the leader in the clubhouse. <laughs> I mean, how about I mean, the guys around him? His well, clearly, posse or yeah. whatever the hell it is. It's got to be just completely like you got to get rid of these guys. Well, that's what everybody's been saying now for I mean, weeks. I, I, but I, I'm trying to think of the agency that covers him. Do we do we know who his agents are? I don't. No. Sure, I mean, what, what is Nike? Is, did Nike put out a statement regarding him? I don't know that either. John Moran, agent. CAA. Jim Tanner. Oh. Uh, da, da, da. I don't know where he works, but Jim Tanner is his agent. Tandem Sports and Entertainment. Jim Tanner. Hmm. Yeah, meetings need to be had, mm -hmm. you would think. Uh, college basketball, Northwestern beat Rutgers last night 65-53. So Rutgers plays Michigan Thursday afternoon in Chicago. CAA quarterfinals, Hofstra an easy win over William and Mary. Stony Brook lost to Charleston. Hofstra plays tonight at 6 p.m. And then uh, that's against UNC Wilmington. It'll be on CBS Sports Network. And then Towson and Charleston at 8.30, again on CBS Sports Network. So some baseball down in Florida. The Mets beat the Cardinals on Sunday. However, Jose Quintana experiencing some left side tightness after throwing an inning. Here was manager Buck Showalter. We'll get some imaging and uh, see where we are with it here shortly. Not really. A little too early to know the severity of it. So, we'll see. I'm glad he spoke to it, told us. Cautionary to get him out of there. Not taking chances. Yep, so they'll find out with some imaging, as he says, sometime today. Meantime, in the game, home runs for Francisco Lindor and Pete Alonso. Now, these two are heading out to the WBC. Here was Alonso in terms of where he's at in the spring heading off to this tournament. I feel like I'm in a pretty decent spot. Um, I feel like I'm swinging at the right stuff. Swing, uh, swing decisions have been pretty consistent, but uh, hopefully hopefully I can help uh, help the U.S. win the championship. It's going to be a really fun time. With his swing decisions. Yeah, that's one that's a brand new one the last couple of years. Is that What was the one with the mound? The mound men? No, what was it? Mound staff. Was that what it was? The, the, mound, the mound staff. staff. The mound staff. And yeah. Swing decisions. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Funny. Uh, Yankees beat the Braves on Sunday, though it wasn't the best of two innings for Carlos Rodon. Five runs over those two. Tonight you have the Yankees playing the Pirates. And uh, played this earlier. We'll play it one more time as the Devils get a win over the Coyotes in overtime. Up ahead for Heischer. Two on one if he hustles with Hala. Heischer across line. Step and score! Overtime game winner for the captain, Nico Heischer. And the Devils win 5-4. to four. And that is Matt Lachlan on Devils Radio. They go to 41-15-6 with the 5-4 win. 
first Devils goal for Timo Meyer. Damon Severson scored as well on the power play. Jesper Boquist with a couple of goals as well. So the Devils keep it rolling on the road in Phoenix last night. But there's like nobody playing tonight. None of you noticed that. This is why I'm locked into Hofstra. <laughs> I know that. We talked yeah. we talked about that. I mean, just in general, for like the Knicks are off, the Nets mm-hmm. are off, it's a and the Mets are off. Very quiet. We day. need uh, we need Aaron Rodgers to has to be traded to the Jets today. This would be a great day for Aaron Rodgers to make a decision. Yeah, it would be. And we'd also find we're gonna find out tomorrow, obviously, about Daniel Jones if we don't find out something earlier. In other words, the Giants could be so frustrated that they could slap the tag on him today. That's true. They could. You Lamar never Jackson, know. too, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. That's Same yeah. type of deal. So, And plus, you also have guys that uh, come this coming week or next week, next Wednesday, I believe, the 15th. That's the start of the new league year for the NFL. That's when you can find out whether or not certain guys are going to be cut from teams because they can designate them June, June 2nd cuts. So just to get them out there and get them into the free agency world earlier. So there may be... <clears throat> More guys in the free agent market than we know of. Uh, and we'll know that next week. All right, time now for Moment of the Day. Brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos Tequila brought to you by those who drink it. Yeah! And in the strip club was going to be. It was yes. really good, too. And then we talked about Joe B. with Rob Sala on the O the Pain podcast. The guys were kind of getting on him a little bit for the way he continues to ask his questions. That's his signature, though, I guess, right? My one concern with you is I get the impression, and maybe I'm wrong because I'm not in the locker room, that you're a little too soft on the plays. How about that? That's <laughs> great. <laughs> you weren't here on Friday. We were previewing this. Yes. I, said, I said at some point in this interview, I could see Joe, Joe going, so it says here you're a Muslim. How about that? <laughs> a couple of minutes on this? Is that okay? Is it not okay? I don't know. I don't know anymore. What's okay? What's not okay? Bro. Pretty sure he didn't ask him. <laughs> okay, good. Thank God. We go through a list of holidays. You tell me to celebrate them. <laughs> Just for my own understanding. <laughs> Halloween. <laughs> Yes or no? Just yes or no. No explanation. We'll just do this quick. I know you've got to go somewhere. Only a couple of minutes. A couple quickies. <laughs> uh, Easter. Well, go. <laughs> there you go. Moment of the day. <laughs> just picturing Joe with his new Fu Manchu sitting there. Chewing out Rob Sala on the other Pain It was podcast. actually very, very, um, it was cordial. It was, wow. it was friendly. It was cordial. Entertaining. It was, good. It, was it was good. Wow. So and you think Sala a friendship? Was into it. Friendship born out of I this? I think they play golf this summer. Wow. I'm just telling you, there's only one way a friendship's going to be born out of this, and that is if they start winning. Exactly. Because if they are losing next year, late in the season. Late in the season. Oh, going to be bringing the pain. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right, Jerry, very good. We'll see you tomorrow. It's Boomer and Geo coming to you live from the Bill Ford Tough Studio. All right, Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. So some information I just got. I just was looking up some stuff about this franchise tag and the deadline. So I didn't know that if the player is tagged, that the agent for that player does not get paid. That's right. 
Now, it does make sense when I think about it, because, wait a second, the agent didn't do anything. They're not doing right, anything. Right, they're not doing anything, so why would they get paid? But it's like something I never thought about, so that's another reason, obviously, that an agent doesn't want the franchise tag. But, I mean, for what Daniel Jones' new agents are asking for and where the Giants are... Now, I don't believe the Giants have reached $40 million. I don't think that that has happened because I think that Daniel Jones would have accepted $40 million or more. But it could be close. I mean, and if they're saying 45, 46, 47, and the Giants are coming in, I don't know, high 30s, mm-hmm. anywhere from, what, 35 to 39, somewhere in that range, is that something that can get done? Can you whittle that down? So Daniel Jones is 25 years of age. Yeah. If he signs a deal right now somewhere between 35 and 40 million, let's let's just hit the number 37, which I'm still like still too much. Yeah. To, for me it is, yeah, but of course. you know for him and his family, right. Go go and get what you want to get and whatever you can get. I understand that. But, you know, if you're if you're so good and you think you're that good and you're worth that kind of money, Man, do a short-term deal, and you know, two years from now, you'll be back right out on the, you know, in a free agent trail, and you'll be out. Then you maybe make even more money by that time. Yeah, I just like I. You got to understand who you are, where you are in the pecking order, and the people around you have also have to understand that. And while you may think that you have to break the bank, and I don't think he's a guy that anybody's expecting to break the break the bank right now. Sure, he's had a very very choppy career here in his first four years. And the Giants rolled the dice at the beginning of the year by not picking up his fifth-year option. So now they got to pay. And, you know, where you start is, what, $33 million essentially, because that's what the franchise tag is. So I think if the Giants are somewhere up to $37 million a year for four years, depending on how the contract is nuanced and how it's written and how much guaranteed money is, that's a different story. I don't that know. Part, that part of it is a different. Well, yeah, story. of course, because yeah, guaranteed money, and if he gets hurt, you want to still be able to get paid and all of those things. Like, yes. If you if you said to him, hey, you know, maybe we'll go th- three years, a hundred and five million, all guaranteed. He probably wouldn't take it. You know, but then again, he's probably going to want like a hundred and fifty million guaranteed at least over the three years. And then have a back-end contract that the Giants can get out of. But the Giants aren't going to go that high. No, they're not. It feels like the Daniel Jones and his agents are saying, this is your only time you can cash in, so we're going for broke. That's what it feels like, right? I think if they're somewhere, if the Giants are somewhere around like 36 to $38 million, I mean, like, you'd be nuts not to take it. And stay here with this coaching staff and do a contract where they can go out and get you free agents. Now, if you want to sit there and you want to talk to you know, Mr. Mara, and you want to sit there and talk to Joe Shane and say, look, this is what I'm doing. And the reason I'm doing it is because you're telling me that you are going to get me wide receivers. You're going to get me uh, maybe a new guard or center. You're going to get me another tight end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, then I'll, then I'll sit here and I'll understand that that's going to help me be a better player. So in three years from now, when we're at the end of my career, uh, my this contract, which would most likely be a four year contract. Then we can go back to the well again. I mean, if beginning of the offseason, when the Giants get eliminated by the Eagles, if I were to tell you that the Giants offered Daniel Jones somewhere around $37 million per year, and the guarantees were fair uh, in that deal, but $37 million a year for five years, 
and and I were to tell you that he turned that down, you would have told me that that was the dumbest thing you ever heard. Well, I, you and I both thought, well, you didn't think he was going to be here. I thought maybe this coaching staff could get more out of him. Right. And before the season, I didn't. I thought he was going right. to was and, done. You know, and I just said, well, well let's, let's see how he works in this offense because this offense is going to fit his skill set, which we see where he ran for over 700 yards. But I don't want my quarterback running for 700 yards. I don't. Yeah. What I want him running for is about 350. Get me about three or four first downs with, by the way, Derek Carr is not going to get you. No. Give me three or four first downs a game. I'll call maybe a run or two to get you out on the edge. But I need you to be a, more of a thrower. And, and I need I need like 69% pass completion. I need 35 touchdown passes. You know, that's $45 million a year. He ain't there yet. Well, the, you know, the yearly cash. So basically... If you look at average annual value okay. for Josh Allen's contract. Yes. Josh Allen's contract. Yeah. It's $43 million a year. He's not Josh Allen. Not close. So you're telling me they're offering him like 37 38 30 somewhere in there, and he's saying no to that? The two guys that are going to over overcome that number definitely are Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow. Those are the two guys that will leapfrog both Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, not Daniel Jones. No, no, no. <clears throat> I mean, how can they? How could they realistically? And I guess, I guess you could throw Lamar Jackson in there if, in fact, he gets traded from Baltimore. I mean, this was. I mean, he didn't he just sign this deal? You got the extension, <laughs> right? You're talking Josh Allen. Yeah, yeah. They, they sign extensions, is what they do. They get money up front, and then they sign. Yeah, extensions. yeah, yeah. But I mean, they, that this extension just happened like before last season, did it not? Yes. So you're telling me now that. <laughs> Like after a year, that Daniel Jones is going to be the guy that leapfrogs Josh Allen? No, it's going to be Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert. That's insane. And, and I think Lamar Jackson would be the other one. Those three guys I can see. You know, again, I'm not criticizing Daniel Jones and his family and the agents getting as much as they possibly yeah, yeah, yeah. can. That's their job. Just be reasonable at this point. Well, I mean, but what's reasonable to them may not, you know, and, and reasonable to us are two different things. Yeah, but. But when I put it in the context of Josh Allen, who uh, isn't that a pretty good litmus test of where your contract right. should I think, be? I think what you said earlier this morning, put the transition tag on him and see if somebody else can negotiate a contract. Yeah. And let them deal with it. And if they can't, then he comes back on a certain number and he's got he's to perform. And the agents don't get paid. Yeah, right. Well, that's so why. So somebody got into his ear, man. Because I'm telling you, they were close. Yeah. I, I really felt towards the end of the year that they were close, and then somebody got into his ear. Well, it was probably the other agent, right? Don't you think it was something like, all right, the you know, CA, he was with CAA, and then, well, by the way, when you were out, Joe Shane said he never really had a lot of conversations with CAA. Never had a lot of conversations. Or, or maybe a, not even a conversation. I have to go back and listen to it. But he basically said that they did, like, zero negotiating with CAA. Well, then that'd be another reason to fire him. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> right. And then he ends up with this other agency. They were probably whispering in his ear, like, hey, man, we can get you more. Look what we did with Russell Wilson. Look what we did with Dak Prescott. Come on. Come over here. That, that, we'll that's, you. that's probably one of the reasons why he did that. Yeah, I would think so. But Daniel Jones doesn't seem like a guy. Daniel Jones. <laughs> Pete Hoffman. Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones. Take what bucket. Daniel Jones. Zach Wilson. Daniel Jones. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. Derek Carr. Uh, so anyway, but Daniel Jones doesn't seem like a guy who's going to have 
a bunch of people around him giving him bad advice, though, does he? I mean, no, no, but again, with the Duke for Christ. <laughs> I, I understand that, but I also know that you know he is the quarterback of the New York Giants, but they still play under the same financial rules everybody yeah, else yeah. does in the NFL. So it really doesn't matter whether or not you're the quarterback for the Giants, the Bengals, the Chargers, the Green Bay Packers, the smallest market in history. Yeah, <laughs> you're going to get your money if you're worth it. I, I, he's worth something, and he earned. He has earned a significant raise. But if the numbers that they are asking for seem to be true, that's insane to me. And I would I transition them and let's see if somebody else can come up with a contract. And then we'll we'll look at our numbers. We'll look at him. And then we'll decide whether or not we'll go that way. Yeah. And they get those two first-round picks and then uh, trade up to get Anthony Richardson. <laughs> That'll be the quarterback of the New York Giants for the next 10 years. Or 15 or more. Whatever. That'd be something but else. this is going to be a wild week. This this week and then the start of next week, man. It's going to be crazy in the NFL. Well, we'll know about Daniel Jones this week. I don't know if we'll even know about Aaron Rodgers and Derek Carr this week. I really don't even know. I mean, I know that, that the... Um, Saints want to get it done. Sure they do. And I'm sure the Jets want to get this done, too, with whoever their quarterback's going to be. But, you know, next week starts the free agent tampering period. If you're telling me that... I mean, you can't... All right. Just think about this for a second. The Jets cannot start next week without, without knowing, knowing is, yes. but not only not knowing how much they're paying that guy. You cannot go into free agency without knowing how much money you're paying either Aaron Rodgers, Derek Cole, Ryan Tannehill, or whoever the hell else. That that's you why you can't function no, as an organization. That's why right now Aaron Rodgers is holding up the holy. Yeah, <laughs> and he said he didn't want to do that. Well, he's doing it. Maybe, maybe, maybe now, maybe this week we'll get a little bit of clarity for him, and and hopefully he can have peace with whatever decision he makes. Yeah, I, just, I mean, like it's kind of it's kind of weird, right? Because we all feel like Green Bay wants to move on. Yep, everybody feels that way. Mm-hmm. Everybody feels like Aaron Rodgers wants to move on. But the question is: Does Aaron Rodgers want to play, or does he want to retire? And if he does want to play. How much will he modify his contract, and how all-in is he going to be if it is with a new organization? Questions that have to be asked. Well, yeah, right, exactly. But, I mean, it has to be before Monday. It just has to be before Monday. And you, some of these deals are, I mean, like you, free entry tampering period starts at whatever, like midnight. It's just deals that are happening, like, right I then. I think there are, there are teams out there that know what they want because they know what they have spent on their quarterback position. Yeah. It's kind of interesting listening to Duke Tobin, the GM, essentially, or the player personnel director for the the Bengals. I'm not really sure what his title is. You know, he's telling other teams, "Go get your own receiver." I'm not going to be trading T. Mm-hmm. Higgins. Yeah, I'm telling you, when it comes down to the money and happiness of these players, I, I, this is why Tyreek Hill ended up getting traded. This is why Devontae Adams ended up getting traded. AJ Brown, AJ Brown getting traded. I mean, because of the financial constraints and the parameters underneath the salary cap and the Bengals just don't ever strike me as a team that are going to pay everybody. They'll pay their quarterback for sure, and they'll pay one of these wide receivers. I don't see how T. Higgins gets between sixteen and twenty million from the Bengals. I just don't see it with the Burrow contract. It'll be impossible. I mean, and he's going to want to go somewhere else. I mean, you saw Debo. He's going to want to stay, but he's but it's well, to really, get paid, he's going to have to go somewhere. And else. he needs to get paid right now. Yeah, I mean, think about the Debo Samuel's another one. He stayed. 
but he was looking around the league and said, you got to pay me now. But look at their quarterback situation. They had $25 million, you know, with Jimmy Garoppolo that was coming off the books. And now they basically have no money spent on their quarterback position except for Trey Lance and Brock Purdy. Yeah. They're going to be in the market for another quarterback. Well, they have to be. I don't know. It's got to be like one of the, you know, I think it's going to be Kyle Shanahan going, you know, I can make Baker Mayfield into something. I can make Sam Darnold into something. Mm. You know, I can. It's going to be somebody like that, I would think. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 